You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames Award, Team Yankee, Fade of Nation, Nam and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, fading to Shoot and Scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at breakthroughassault.co.uk and to shop online at Battleford Hobbies because Hammy wants to use 5% less electricity this winter. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast, our dice sponsor. Ah, it's changed because he's our dice sponsor here at Shoot and Scoop. And if you need bunkers to bust or bridges to go too far on, then also head over to frontlineterrain.square.site, our terrain sponsor. If you'd like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 of a month. One pound for one panther. Pay one panther a month for your chance to also become internet famous. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host Duncan, character building Gosling. Oh, I'm so sorry. And Lee, mercenary brush Parnell. Brush for hire, <laughs> but not anymore. But not anymore. Yeah, but not like, anymore. Yeah. One and done. I'm done now. I, I retired to my cabin. It's going to be the world's most expensive commission. No, it's, 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 it's I retired with an undefeated record. It's how, yeah, it's how you it, want to it, go it, can, it can only go up in value, right? Because it's, oh, exactly. it's the only it's the only commission painting the Lee Parnell ever did in his whole career. Yeah, exactly. Brett, oh! has, Brett has like an original, yeah, original Parnell work. Is uh, original Parnell. <laughs> what you want to do now is pop your clogs and that that you know that will absolutely yeah, triple sure. the value. Yeah. You want to go that nonsense? And my pay, get... pay a gas bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They get lost in the post. Yeah. Welcome to episode eighty-three, the one where we command card the British Bulge. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we'll be um, introduce our new patrons in Internet Famous. The people who pay for this nonsense. Lovely. People... Yeah, again, yeah, I'm we, so we, sorry. We, we... Eddie's been at the brandy. <laughs> If you thought if you thought intro was bad, we'll put the first cut up as a yeah. as a, as a hidden track today. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure that was English at that point. It was just. Um, well, let me go in and face this basic something. something we we'll talk about what we're painting. Mm-hmm. We'll then be um, going news from the front. We we'll talk about what we've been playing. Then we shall take a look at the British command cards. I'm excited. Uh, we'll oh, I'm events. excited. And then we'll shoot and scoot. Chomping so yes. At- Eddie, please introduce our new patrons. Uh, so, for our new patrons, the first one we have is uh, Mr. Robert Thompson, uh, designer of the Thompson submachine gun family, obviously. That's good of him um, to pop along. Yeah, yeah, nice. He's obviously the billions that they made off of that. that, that Absolutely. <laughs> Do you guys watch, have you guys watched um, Forgotten Weapons at all? I watch oh. occasionally, yeah. Gun Jesus. Oh, gun Jesus. I mean... So the, the the thing that amazes me about the Thompson is the fact that the whole design philosophy was about the different friction coefficients between two different metals, mm-hmm. and the idea was they had a solid brass breech sliding breech block that when it was put under pressure against the different um, is it cast iron or cast no steel the steel, different yep. steel re- milled steel receiver the, the the friction created by those two different metals would cause a delay, which would then delay the blowback action long enough for it to slide out the way and then cycle the mechanism. 
I love it. He goes, this, he does this whole massive, com- yeah, convoluted discussion about how it's supposed to work, and here's this bit, and this that bit, and this bit's brass, and this bit's steel, and that's the stuff. And then goes, but of course, all of that was nonsense. And uh, mm-hmm. this effect they thought happened in the 1930s didn't actually exist. So it's just the fact that you know there's a big lump of metal that takes a while to get out of the way. Yeah, it's inertia. <laughs> it's just, it's inertia. B words. Um, uh, so yeah, thank you, Mister Thompson. Uh, for all your 0.45 goodness. Um, and also, we have uh, Patrick Raymond, which I'm going to say in the English accent because obviously we're an English podcast. Oh, I, I like the thing that Patrick Raymond's from Canvey Island. From where? Canvey Island. Go blimey. All right, fella. All right, mate. All right. All right. So, thank you very much to our new two patrons, supporters. We'll see if you'll last the month or if you're unsubscribe by the time you hear this podcast. Be <laughs> fair, it's only happened once. She said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That never happens to me. Um, yeah. It's not all that common. It doesn't happen to everyone. <laughs> and it is a big deal. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, if you So, how do they get onto the Discord? So if so, Jim, if you join up and your patron is linked, sorry, your Discord is linked to your patron account, we'll do it automatically. Um, If not, give me um, just give us a shout on the patron message, and we'll send you a invite, and that'll do it as well. Nice, and then it will give you access to Monty's Meat Grinder, our private Discord server. Yep, which is a very good place to hang out. As I'm, it's so active, I cannot believe it. It, it actually scares me sometimes. That actually, yes. it's, it's now it's now got to the point where it's self sustaining. It's like um, <laughs> it's like it's like a bit in Fight Club where you know they, they actually start the actual club of pro- and it's all like they say something and then they all sort of propagate it outwards. It's, is, it's, is it like Skynet? I, I, I had a well, I had an OCD thing where I went in and I wanted to cancel all of my notifications. So like you know how you get the little number of like there's this many posts that you haven't seen. Oh yes, the passive aggressive reminder. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it took me an hour and a half. What the hell were you doing? Because, well, I hadn't gone into all the other subgroups that have just sprung up about, you know, 1980s wrestling. <laughs> because And ice yeah. hockey. Ice hockey. In and one. ice hockey. It took me a while to figure out what that was about. Well, boxing uh, on ice. Lie. Oh, yeah, really? Boxing on ice. Well, you know, for Croyd, isn't it? You know, they got the ice skates. <laughs> ice skate. <laughs> What did you just turn into Boise from Only Fools and Horses then? Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um however, I have this is a, a a two a two way thing. So we have the disc we have the Discord for the patrons, mm-hmm. which is where we can only do the officer answers questions from in the future. Correct. correct? So we are, we are, we just noticed over a while that yeah, we all the, all the questions we get generally are off the patrons, so we're going to make it a patron exclusive. So yes, yeah, so there won't be any any more open Facebook pages um, mm-hmm. posts so, about those. And now just put the actual patron page on on the Discord. Yep. So, so that, if you want to yeah, if you want to do that, you now have to be a member. That's, that's one of the perks. That is a a, a decent perk because you can ask some very you know. There's no there's no filtering on those questions. They'll come through. We'll take we'll take the f bombs out, which yeah. we often do for for Mike. Um. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also have our own um, t-shirts and merch page, don't we? We do. Yes. 
Which we is... actually need to update their um, shoot and scoot cups as a new modern logo. I, just I, I, that I do. I need to. I need to do some work. I need well, to, I'm going to. I'm going to task task one of you with a, an action for that, and it's breakthrough hyphen. All right, Chairman a... Mao. Jesus well, Christ! No, no, li- I'm springing a surprise on you. Guys. You can taste a civil servant now. I know. Here comes, right. here comes the curveball. Making someone else's problem. Yeah. Curveball, yeah. So it's breakthrough hyphen assault dot creator hyphen spring dot com. It's not the most um, friendly it doesn't URLs. Quite you should play tiny URL, actually. Yeah. yeah. So. However, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the mischievous Fez getting into action. So I will personally fund. A free, hold on, a hold free on, hold on. item. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, here we go. Eddie, you've been drinking. Yeah. Like, are you sure you want to yes. do this? Whatever no, no, it is. Good. Right, okay. I'm good. I'm good. I will personally okay. fund a. Have you talked to your wife? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> within the last six months. I mean, you know, doesn't everyone communicate through text? No. Um, we. I will personally fund a free item of merchandise to one random person who leaves a podcast review. So it'd be an okay. item of your choice, shipped anywhere in the world. Oh, God, I've got to do that other one, haven't I? Yes, you have, yes. Oh, bugger it. Sorry, sorry Michael, we are working on it. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, that's, that's <laughs> on say, the way out. When we say we, Duncan totally hadn't forgot. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's that's in the post as we speak. I think I can hear the, the post, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear the postman now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it will be, yeah, it will be a, a random review and we'll read out whoever i've chosen and if you write in and say that was me then we'll give you a, a free item from our merch store to anyone who leaves a podcast review um positive or negative positive or negative hopefully five stars yeah um because obviously the the metrics don't look at anything else which is ridiculous yeah that's a balance mechanic isn't it yeah right? yeah yeah it's like, those... well, it's like how many times have i been in another industry and they've gone oh yeah, we we only ever logged the five stars and the one stars. If you're in the middle, we just delete the results. Well, that was it. It's like it's like when Uber when you it says, "Can you review your driver?" and it's like, "I gave him four stars." And you're like, "What was the problem?" It's like, "There's no problem." There's no problem. But no, he's just, no. I no one's put nothing's perfect. So you four star unless you do exceptionally well. It's yeah. Always, yeah, exactly. I'm British. We don't give anything ten. I did, did I get a champagne cocktail when I got the car? Yeah. No. Did I get there a hand job? No. That money cutting. Sorry. Yeah, I love the fact that you're teetotal, and yet I managed to filter my own thought process and cut. Well, that, I told you, I'm I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it please. is. Yeah. How many? How many? How many seconds? Minutes and seconds? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, it's because we don't rely on monetization. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think after 83 episodes, that our clean rating is the thing I'm most impressed at about the podcast. Oh my, yeah. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this in the car with the kids. <laughs> yeah, because they wouldn't actually met us in real life. Names were quite sweary, so it is really <laughs> yeah. impressive how little we actually do. Yeah, I think we get our system at the rest of our lives and just yeah. <laughs> never meet your heroes. Yeah, exactly. This thin veneer of respectability. Heroes, my heroes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, leave a review, and and Eddie will give you a signed, sealed, and delivered something. Yep, of your choice. Of your choice, up to a maximum value in in dollars, or are you just saying anything? Well, because I'm just about to add some stuff to the store. (laughs) (laughs) Any 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 one item, yes. Any one item, yeah. Yeah, 1830s cognac bottle, two and a half grand. Thanks. Oh, cheers, cheers, Dank. Yeah. And by any one item, we mean the we we mean the cheapest item in your basket. Yeah, yeah. The postage, eh? Okay. (laughs) We've now got a mink coat that you can get. uh, 
Customer on side one. Just, just saying. People want to check Cash that out. Cash me a sweater with a bake for a salt logo on it. There you go. It's, it's a jumper with 200 swim bargains stuck to it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be ridiculously expensive. Not only, not only is it simultaneously the most expensive item, it's also the largest point army anyone's ever had for Flames of War. All three point bloody swim bar. No. No. <laughs> Hashtag triggered. On the wrong bases? No. On the wrong bases. <laughs> it's been a lot of trauma in my life this week. That was one of them. Yeah, I'm just going to lay it in. Like I said, I'm from Croydon. This is going to get worse, Duncan. Oh, I mean, no. it's almost like Phil Yates is personally attacking me at this point. He is. He's like, he just decided that he's just going to really make them awful and completely unusable for no apparent reason. <laughs> Jeeps are so good. Oh, are they? That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you'll feel really good when you get to see what the SAS Jeeps get to do compared yeah, to exactly. the Swimwagons. Yeah, it's crappy Swimwagons. Yeah. <laughs> What's your special ability? I can paddle across water. I oh, can not, you? Really? I could almost not drown. Yeah. Um, but now right, I've got to so... be on a massive base as well so I can get artillery to death. Oh, good. Oh, excellent news. <laughs> oh, and every time you die, you lose two bases. Oh, well. Outstanding. Speaking speaking of uh, bases, 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 something and something. What have yes. you been painting? Uh, should we should we start off with the the, the mercenary brush? Yes. <laughs> the, the, That's, we, we always start off with you. You can't just change these things. Yeah, so. I can. I just did. Do okay. we actually? Do we start off with Duncan? We always do we? start with Duncan. Do Maybe? we? Yeah. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Eighty-one, epi- eighty-three episodes in, and you've never noticed. It's always you. It starts <laughs> off. No, never. <laughs> never. Is so that it's, true? It's like, the, yeah, Duncan, what have you been painting? Is how he literally start this segment off every <laughs> single time. It's good job. I, I really hope I'm never deciding, you know, witness on a jury or anything like that. Can you identify your attacker? Yeah. Well, he had, he had a hat. <laughs> yeah. He had a head. Oh, did he? How oh, brilliant. A head, eh? Wow. I would... I didn't realise that. We need to have a poll. We need to have a poll on the Facebook page. How many people realise it was always Duncan who went first? Yes. yes. I swear to God, I didn't. That's not right. <laughs> I'm telling you, if we'd go with me first, Darren would be going. Darren would just feel all of a sudden like strangely like something was wrong. He's listening to the episode. He couldn't pick. He wouldn't pick. They pinpoint what was wrong, but so all wrong. of a sudden everything, everything, everything would just be off kilter. Yeah. You just go around feeling wonky for a day, going, I don't know what it is. I don't There's know something. What's, yeah. Oh, I've got a phone sick. Right. I've got a phone sick. I just don't feel well. We get, we, get, we, get, we get a Facebook message saying, guys, I don't know what it was, but something, something was off about that episode. <laughs> Tea's all out of alignment. Yeah. It's like it's like when you make a tea and you pour the milk in and you drink it and it's not quite fully gone off yet, but you've definitely got that taste that, to it that lets you know it's definitely going yogurt next day. A, a slight chew. Yeah. We need to, I, I need to learn German because there's probably a word for that sense of like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that sense where you're like... Sex not quite right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that's not nice. I don't know so, what that is. It's one like Kalakisk or something like that. Kalakisk, Schaffenfreude. No, that's different. I know that's different. I once spent <laughs> I once spent fifty minutes in a room listening to people laugh as part of a psychology experiment. As to <laughs> it was what it, I I. I so in my first year at university, I was very hard up for cash, and the psychology department were running experiments. And if you were, Exper- you we're running experiments. Well, you know, I'm sorry. You, you got paid twenty five pounds for sitting in this room for, well, what it turned to be forty five minutes, um, and it was it was listening to a laugh, you know, so it's a, a track of someone laughing and going, "Do you think this is happy, sad, 
Schaffenfreude or um, something else. I go on with the, the fourth category. And, and, and you think, oh, it's quite easy. It's quite easy money here. And you go, ha, 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 ha. I think he's quite happy. Click. Ho, 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 ho. I think he's sad. I don't know. Click. Um, but after 45 minutes in a soundproof room with headphones on, and someone going, ho, 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 ho. You kind of start questioning, is this £25 really worth it? No. No, it's <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it's not. Traumatically scarred. I mean, to be fair, it's still better than what some people do to pay themselves for university. So it's... That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we back, back to <laughs> back to, <laughs> back to previous back to uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right Duncan what have you been painting I don't like this now this has unsettled me um, <laughs> I... <laughs> have we applied have we applied structure to your otherwise unstructured life and it's, yeah, it's now existence. feeling oppressive yeah it's now feeling like a, <laughs> the, the, I feel like I've, I've yeah a character in my own play uh <laughs> Something's not good right afternoon, here. good evening, and good night. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I think it stems uh, how it started was because you just say, uh, Duncan, how many Basaji you painted this week? And I think it just oh, carried yeah. on from that. <laughs> yeah, it was always the that joke. Makes sense. None this week, unfortunately. I have got to get back uh, on that. Actually, I say, how many Basaji got left to paint? A uh, half of them. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a draw full. Hold on. Have you done it? Have you done it Duncan style, and that you have half of a whole miniature to paint, or have you done it Fez no. style, where you have literally no. the bottom half of the model? To no, paint? I have not done fourteen companies of Passage and half painted them and then left them in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be absolutely traumatizing. Um, Whatever I've been painting, I've been I've completely I've thrown off my game now. This is this is. Which is unsettling. We've rocked, we've rocked Duncan's worldview. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It feels like I've been asleep and just woken up. and just, <laughs> Someone's told me that everything I know is a lie. Is it 1am um, yet? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so, uh, oh, it's easy what I've been painting. I've been painting um, bold British infantry for um, the 52nd Learning oh, Division. Nice. Yes, I have. So I've got the, I've got the basics of the company done now. So that's two mm-hmm. full rifle platoons and the command. And then uh, four uh, Buffalo LTV4s to transport them around in, because that's an unsound way of transporting that many sound bases. In. <laughs> like you got five bases in one transport. You... So... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so if it does get hit, yeah. Hashtag... Hey, look, eggs, here's your basket. <laughs> Hashtag laughs in pack forty three. <laughs> but this is I'm actually writing an article about them now because this is the list that Mark went. Where's all your AT? And there is no AT. There's very little AT because they were supported by the um, DD tanks from the Staffordshire Yeomanry. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've got some Shermans. And, and I was reading, like, I think they managed to get four Shermans or something like that off the beach. Because it wasn't just a beach. They were actually landing on a dike uh, against a dike wall. And mm. it was too high. Um, so they were actually having to send the engineers on first to blow a hole in the dike wall so they could land, like, the Terrapins and buffaloes and everything else and actually get to them actually up the get bank. Over the, over the bank. <laughs> yeah. So it kind no, of... You just, um, you just need high power hoses. You know. I know. If only they thought about that. Um, if only it was it, made of sand. Exactly. <laughs> not not like just massive not, amounts not of earth. Yeah. Well, because it's the North Sea, I'm pretty sure it's going to be fairly sturdy. So, so yeah. It was, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I've been painting mostly. I had an assembly spout as well recently. So I've assembled tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to get it undercoated at least so that before the weather sets in and goes bad, yeah, um, it's all at least undercoated. 
Yeah, because oh. you, you did the bread spread camo on the old um, what buffers, didn't you? On two of them, yeah. The plan is yeah. just to actually try and identify them because they're all identical platoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done different coloured tufts on all the rifles. So there's one platoon with nice. dark green tufts. There's one platoon with sort of wintry, frosty tufts, and there's going to be one with like sort of yellowy, dead grass tufts. And then the LTVs then match. So I've got a British camoed dark green buffalo. So they've repainted it. I've then got the bedspread for the wintry tufts. So they've got some um, wintry white sheets over the front of them. And then the final one's just going to be an olive drab so that I can tell who's being transported by whom. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They, look so without... they look really good. Yeah, I'm quite pleased how they've come out. They've taken, they're, they're really lovely figures actually. They're the ones that Mark printed for me. And. I hate to say it, but the, the Christmas on them is. I'll tell you, nice. those resin printers, if you can find it's these, if you've got a resin printer, a guy who knows how to use it, it's all about, it's now all about just finding the, the right model, the yeah. model to use. And that's really it because um, it's, I'm, I'm struggling to find DD tanks. That's the yeah. problem at the moment. Come back from, put back in the direct order. Yeah, they're not in the direct they're order so from nice Battlefront. There's not um, there's not a, a good STL file for a 3D printer. There's not there doesn't seem to be anything out there. Um, there's no the only alternatives are um, I think Skytrex make a metal one and Peter Pig make a metal one. But I'm not sure I want to go and I can't I can't really justify. It. They're like ten quid a model. Yeah. So you know if you want to get more than a handful, I mean I was looking at one point about running a company and the company's um, a minimum of eight models. So then you're looking at Mm. 80 or quid just on metal and they're, me- they're so heavy because they're completely solid metal with the skirts and everything else I mean it'd be fair Battlefront ones are going to be resin metal they are they are those ones as well. yeah but they're, 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 they're about the same sort of cost I don't know I mean yeah I've looked at two different lists <laughs> and how to do them now and I think I'm still I'm in an iron because I don't know I don't know whether to actually do a company or whether to just run a platoon of them. I think I'm just going to run a platoon of three um, they can be awful but what are you going to do? But if you're playing a proper historical shot game, there's not much the way of tanks you have to worry well, about. It's going to be purely. This is it. And there, guns, there, was, yeah. there was two infantry divisions up there. I think it's the 70th and the 64th, I think, infantry divisions. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they've got coastal guns and things like that that they're going to support them with. But um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 mostly about when we walk around. As part of my assembly. Um, run if you like i've also done some put together some the, the flamethrower half tracks for the germans the 251 well they're 16s mm. and the quad um seven slash one half tracks because they seem to be in a lot of the tank lists right um weirdly they're the same points as the exact same points as the um single barrel okay well the flame is no, no, no. The the quad half tracks are the same points cost as the single twenty mil. Is it short range though? Isn't it? I, can't, I don't remember. It, I was just different like rate of fire. I think. Six. Well, it's a massive difference in rate of fire. It's five versus three stationary. Hmm. But um, the, the I think there's a cross difference as well. I think the the, um, the seven slash one is also a better cross from memory. I think it's a th- cross three plus instead of four plus. It's just weird where you look and go. Don't understand that. Here we go. The quad six points for three. It's got a twenty inch range, five three, anti tank five, five up firepower, and a cross of three plus. Okay. Right. Single barrel ten slash four has got a cross of four plus, a range of twenty, so same range, 
three, two, five, five plus, and it's six points. So I can't work out what's what's the point of the, the single barrel. <clears throat> Answers in the postcard. <laughs> yeah, if you can tell me what the difference is, I, I just I looked at him. And I don't. I'm, you know, we're looking for something going. There must be. There absolutely must be something here. I don't know if there is, but yeah, but they're also in a lot of the, like I said, the Panzer list, so I thought I'd better get some done. I'm going to base them, I think, though, because they're super fragile. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's mostly what I've been plugging away. Oh, and, and also I assembled some Jag Panzer fours. What are they made out of? Uh, pain, misery. No, they're, 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 they've actually got... I think, I think, from memory, they're better than the Brumbars. Yes. Because the Brumbars have, have got the separate shirts, and whereas these are at least... They're metal shirts, and they just kind of stick to the side. The rails mm-hmm. are included with the shirts and not a separate but There's thing. not any real rails either. They're just kind of dumpy on the side. But they're fine. So, yeah, I've had a bit of a spate of um, putting together um, useless units that I'll probably never field. <laughs> And including that was some 105 howitzers, actually, and um, some 5 centimeter anti-tank guns. Because you always take priests. <laughs> well, the 105s, no, the 105s for the Germans, which just... Oh, God. Oh, the yeah. actual... Um... Yeah, the... Yeah, the, the tow guns. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. LRFH 18s, whatever it is. Yes. yes. The 14 points and three Vespers are nine. I mean... Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. You get one more gun and all the other. Well, stuff. I mean, you get one more gun and then you can be dug in in the open. Yeah, you can be pinned. You can, yeah, you can be pinned and then never rally and. Yeah, sure never fire a bomb barrage again. Never fire barrage again. <laughs> yeah, all the good stuff. But yeah, I, I did think actually I've got them. Might as well. It was back to like the pack forties from last time of just oh, I've got these. I mean, they had so many other bloody things. You'd have thought that they'd be. I think that's what annoys me now, is that all the stuff that's quite uh, you'd think is quite pervasive isn't very good, and therefore you don't see. Yeah. And I find that a bit disappointing. You know, like the Panzer IV is a bit I feel, rubbish. I feel you on that one. A bit ru- rubbish, and you think, well, there was there's hundreds of these things made. There must be there must have been some good, otherwise they would have stopped making and that, them. And that was kind of the motivation behind the bun shop points for mid-war shift. Oh. But, yeah, I thought you were going to say ETC. You know, then I thought you were going to mention ETC. I mean, well, I was I was tempted to be like, which they're now using for next year's ETC. There you go. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, sounded quite a bit loud. Exactly. I just think even in in late war, it's just a bit. It's just strange. You don't see certain things. And you're like, well, they can't have been that bad. So I'm kind of getting to the point where I want to maybe start looking at some historical battles. And doing and, and throwing the points out the window and just going, you've got this, this, and this, and then you've got this, this, and this, and then the terrain was roughly this. Mm-hmm. Off you go. Well, Lee, Lee and I were talking about this because um, there's no um, there's no analog for the mountain guns for the 51st Lowland, so I think yeah. they had 3.7 inch, which is about a 90 mil howitzer. Right. Um, yeah. There's a mountain gun, and they they had used it in the shell because there's a, I was listening to um. Uh, a, a YouTube video where they're talking about it, and apparently there was one occasion where they manhandled one of these guns up into a building and then started Funny. firing it from the building until the building basically shook itself apart and then they buggered off. Well, um, yeah, it would do that, right? <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's no analog for that. But the, the best one we could find was like the pack howitzers for the air, airborne. Correct. But you obviously can't take those in a rifle division. 
No, so, so no, we said no we just house-worn it. Yeah. yeah, we'll just say you, you can have them. It doesn't seem terribly groundbreaking. They're quite expensive and they're, they're not that good. But I'm all up for that. Playing some relatively... I don't even know if you need to kick the points out, personally. I think you just need to possibly look at what was there or what a good analogue was. And... Um, just say we could even do lopsided points rather than making yeah. them equal. There's a lot to be said for occasionally doing a game. We just don't worry about points. You just try and do your bats as best as possible. Yeah, and go for yeah. it. Yeah, and the set of victory conditions based on historical outcomes, maybe. Yeah. So if they took, you know, if they took this um, position with I don't know minimal losses. If you can cause three platoons or something like or four platoons to evaporate, then that's technically a win for the defender. Mm-hmm. Well, so, something of that ilk. We can certainly look at that. The other thing we should do is play the scenarios out the back of the books. Uh, I know we keep saying it, but there's some good ones in there. Yeah, well, and we'll get on to that in the next section. So. Yes, we will. So that that's me. Okay. That's me, Jeeves. Lee, what have you been painting? So, I have been painting comets. All of the comets. I, fi- I finished off my... Um, like the first part of the commission, and sent that's gone back, and Brett's got it, which is good. And uh, he's let, let me have a bit of a break so I can get try and crack out some comments ready for warfare. Woo! So I am going to warfare now. I have my permission <laughs> slip. I was tempted by a free hotel room. I mean, <laughs> well, all, yeah. I mean all I've got to be is um, the little spoon. You know, <laughs> for the sake of getting, get, I don't think I can do that. Everything has its price, Lee. It takes, yeah, it takes the lotion and rubs itself. <laughs> of course, it gets a hose again. Yes, yeah, exactly. so, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna try and get a comic squadron painted up. I don't think we're gonna have a chance to get any sextons unless I cave and buy some PSC ones rather than wait for the battlefront ones. When are the battlefront ones? Is it late October? There, I've, I'm pretty sure we're in the, say, like the second or third wave of releases. Yeah, I mean, just... I could always give you the box of PSCs that I've got, and then you could use them at Warfare, and then you know, just give me the models back. Oh, I could do that. Oh, I could, I, I, I could do it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, well, mine being Lent Farmer Division. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll do that. We'll sort it out. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Free painted models. Because I think yeah. all, all, all you do is paint three troops of comets and the HQ, which you right. You're well on the way to, aren't you? Well, so I'm doing the first two, the first the HQ and the first troop, and I'll hopefully by the end of this month have the second troop, um, second and third troops painted as well. They're all assembled, ready to go. Um, paint up three dingoes or Humber Scout cars because uh, Mark's found a model and paint and printed me some Humber Scout cars. They do. Nice. Really That's cool. what Lemon Farmer generally used. Hmm? They look cool. They look. They look I, yeah, I, 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 I'm yeah. interested to see the real, you know, real model life model if you like. Yeah, they, they look really nice. Uh, I think I got the infantry, so that's all right. That's catered for. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll, for Germans, I'll just use um, you know, brigade panthers because that's all there existing. Yeah, but I won't go the full full crazy yet. Some people, no doubt, will. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I got so I'm trying out a new camo scheme as well. I'm trying. I did where well, I did Hessian strips on the on the um, Churchills, and now try to do. Like a sparser version that we can see more of a net below and stuff. Oh, nice! I like think I think off. it's worked. Yeah, I like, I like it. I like it. It looks a bit more uh, Hodgley Pog. Yeah, is that a word? Yeah, just like kind of you know, no, Hodgepog. Hodgepog, yeah. Um, Hodgepodge. Yeah, so Hodgepodge. That's what I was yeah, around in the dark for. 
it's like uh, it's a few basically a few of the hessian strips were um sort of woven into the net so i just got some like um scale camera netting put that over the front arc of the model effectively mm. and then got some, done, done the paper strips like i would do for doing like the, fu- the fully coated version but only put a few but cut them into individual strips and, and like sort of wove them in with a pair of tweezers so it's a bit labor intensive yeah we say a bit <laughs> quite a lot in labor intensive but actually it's yeah. not as bad as i thought it was going to be Mm. What did you, you know how sometimes like? you think this is going to take me a real pain in the butt to do? Uh, actually, yeah. Oh, I'm finished. Hooray. Yeah, actually, I managed to get done in a reasonably quick time frame. So I was happy. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. They do look nice. They're going to look yeah. unique as well. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm not really putting too much faith in ever winning the best painted, but I like the thing I've got. It should look pretty good. Nice. I mean, if Soren turns up, I might as well just not bother. But <laughs> well, there was a, uh, that was my my thesis about the uh, when I went to the ETC. If you knew that I'd gone to the mm. tournament, it was a case of I'm not oh, going to win best painted. Have you been to so, the ETC? No, it's more a case of going. <laughs> there's no point that it's being my best 110 percent effort because I don't have the time to do that. So instead, I get them. You know, my aim is going to be a nice tabletop standard, which we come on to in a second, and and. That just mental shift from this must be highlighted and dry brush and all that extra stuff and going, actually, I'm just going to make them look nice on the tabletop with some decals. Basing. It's always about the basing. It is massively about the basing. I'd agree that. Yeah. That's what it's faces, faces. Faces, faces, something, 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 something else. Something, something. I think it's decals and numbering. Oh, decals and weathering. Magic, something, coloured bases to tell your platoons apart really helps. Uh, Yeah. Especially with the amount of infantry that I've decided to potentially maybe potentially running. Yeah. <laughs> the trick, see, the trick there is is to put the bait, the the platoon colours on the back edge, so you know who's in what platoon. Mm. So if your opponent asks you, you can instantly go, "Oh no, that's that platoon. That's this platoon." So you know what's going on. You've told them, but when they forget and they end up getting a double assault into like five piets or something, <laughs> five piets. <laughs> rolling off the sides. Yeah. I've got a Piet and so is my wife. Um, <laughs> What's this, a Dutch resistance? Yeah. <laughs> Bring up the Piet. It's Dutch universal carriers. <laughs> Apex Predators. Oh, so, what ha- <laughs> so what have you been painting, um, Eddie? Um, absolutely nothing Flames of War or Battlefront related. I'm sorry. That's right. Have you However, been painting? I have. I've painted... Um, 800, Urukai, 800 points of Urukai for Lord of the Rings mm. Middle Earth. So how, how many Urukai is that for 800 points, just so people don't think Yeah, that <laughs> is. Well, I had the two two trolls were already painted from before, from my days working for Games Workshop. Um, so they're quite old, ancient models. Oh my God, are they metal ones? No, they're not. The, the, the plastic ones came out, and in one of the biggest cons of my life, I convinced my manager at the time to... Um, if we painted the shop models in our own time, then once the store had finished, like the new releases, once the store had finished with them, we could keep them as our own models, which okay. then freed up a huge amount of time for, you know, it meant that whenever the new release came out, we always, you know, the staff were massively incentivized to get it and paint it and put it in the cabinet for release day, which mm-hmm. often was only like a one week turnaround. Um, because then at the end of it, they'd be able to keep the models. So my two cave trolls are because, simply because of that. Um, so I had, so not cave trolls, they're, they're Mordor trolls. But I have painted um, 
I'd say about twenty armored urukai, which are the ones with the you know big pikes and like helms deep urukai, mm-hmm. along with twenty scout urukai, who are the ones who like run through. You know, they run as if they're very whips. The, their masters the, are at their backs. Yeah, the war, not the war rider ones, they're the ones that um, they run with the orcs. With them, yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like two different types of urukai. It's like lurts and that stuff. Um, and then I realised that Games Workshop, when they make a captain model, they literally just put a normal model on a big rock. Or on <laughs> yeah, eBay. tactical rock. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the, the command rock, the rock of command. So I went on eBay and for £4 got 10 resin cast bases with big rocks on. And I mm-hmm. literally just stuck a plastic model on top of the resin rock. And it's now my commander. And it's obvious who he is. And it is just as good as the £28 or whatever command set they've made. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, that's quite a good cut. Um, Along with Saruman and uh, Grima Worm Tongue. Yep. Because um, my two old opponents, uh, Paul and Justin the Troll, which is his self appointed nickname because he, he is a troll, um, <laughs> at the Guildford Games Club. And we've been playing loads of Lord of the Rings. It's been really, really good. It's it's such a good game. I, I didn't appreciate it. The newest version is like the stripped back version of the last 20 years worth of. Yeah, it, was it SPG? Games. Yeah, so it's now M. Yes, yeah, so it's now Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game. Yeah. Because it incorporates both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Damn straight, because my, my stuff I've got is for The Hobbit. AKA exactly. The but it's great book. that we can play against each other yep. with the points values. Um, and it turns out that some of the Guildford Games Club are doing pretty well, not only in um, strategy, strategy battles in Middle Earth, but also in 40k in like the London tournaments and stuff oh good yeah like they're like oh yeah i'm like 10th in the country i'm like what all, all we do is turn up and play games what are you doing winning winning those games apparently yeah <laughs> um, knowing rules uh yeah knowing rules practicing good, practicing yeah. picking good army lists and uh know what your opponent does so i've been using a lot of contrast paints i think my my painting Sal Saruman is a white wizard on foot and mounted and Greenwell Worm Tongue in two and a half hours. Because yeah, I'm not being funny and nor am I being disrespectful, but when you said there were contrasts, I was like, no, get out. Yep. Yep. Contrast is good. That's good stuff. Do you know it's, what the trick is? Good in the right in the right circumstances, yes. The trick is well, my trick is I don't buy the expensive spray paint, so it's Halford's grey car primer. <laughs> yep. Right? Bosch is eight pounds for a gigantic can, so I spray them in that, and it's obviously not they're not designed to go over that. So when I use the the, the grays and whatever, if I want a weaker effect, I just water it down, and it, and and adding that little bit of water just gives me in doing a thinner coat. And unlike what GW says, like one thick coat, it's like no, because that gives me no control. I do a thin coat, look at the color, and then if I want, I'll put another coat on, or I'll put a shade on, but only over certain bits to differentiate the model. I've, I as I understand it, I know that um, Stuart um, from Miniature Realms um, does it with a zenithal highlight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that would work as well. But that's that again. That's like takes time. Well, no. Um, he was talking about he was talking about dry brushing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so just the same dry brush thing. white over the top yep. of it and then and then go from there. Well, that's what I did for Saruman the white. What I literally did was with the with the grey. I dry brushed it with the. the Hold on, Saruman the grey. No, he sprayed grey. For Saruman the White? 
for Saramander White. Dry, <laughs> dry brushed it with the Citadel Foundation White, which is the super heavy pigment one. So it's quite a heavy dry brush, almost an overbrush. Then I gave it a sepia wash over the top, and that just tied it all down to make it that like evil, dirty, gr- dirty off-white that he ends up being. Dirty. And then for his hair, I just re-dry re- re- brushed the white over the top to make it sort of differentiate between him and his cloak. And that was it. And it's like, well, that actually has, you know, 70% of the effects. Had I painted them traditionally with shading and highlighting and blend highlighting mm-hmm. within one-tenth of the time. I, uh, see, I, I'm i a big fan of contrast paints, not only for that kind of thing, but also just as technical paints. I think yeah. they are. There's a lot of things you can use for even just beyond what they're advertised as. And the all, other, all the I other care about, thing... Eddie, is that you've painted some models. Yep. And, That's and all that the matters. other massive, the other massive time saver was using um, is it Astro? Yep. A- yep, yep. Whatever astronomical debris, the basing one. But there's yep. there's two. There's like astronomical grey, which is like a thinner one, and I've got the debris, which is the chunkier one. Yeah, it's and the same as like the sterling flat. mud. They're excellent. Yeah, they're expensive, a flat undercoated base. Um, what I would say is if you're going to use the base material, it's worth the five or six pounds, whatever it is, for the basing, the texture tool. The spatula. Yes, you can miss me on this, yeah. It really does help. It's incredible. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, no, it's just a cash-in. Actually, it, it's way better than a paintbrush. Yeah, but you, you own a Citadel water pot, Eddie, so I, I mean, there's only so no, much the, you can the, chill the, for the, a GW. I, I would say the water pot is, you know, meh. I, I know it won't fall over, which is good with the cat around. Um, but other than that, it's no different to using a normal pot. But the the texture basing tool is an actual improvement and is well worth the money. You know, the, the water pot is is not. But hold on, hey. you said the the water pot was definitely worth it because it, it pointed your brushes for you. Well, it, 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 it was worth it for my particular circumstance because it keeps the wife happy. <laughs> that, Darren, 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 to the podcast. <laughs> Can you find the episode where he says it is definitely the best yeah. investment you can ever make? Exactly. Look, I, I will I will reimburse Darren the difference between his you know his normal water pot versus a, a Citadel one. But the I, I, I would say that the uh, the, the basing texture tool is worth it. Do you uh, know what even if, even if you're not using Citadel paints and you're just using a textured paint, anything that you're applying, like a filler, that Citadel basing tool is, is pretty good. Do you know what else it, is good I, for that? Cost the coffee stirrers. I uh, see. I I almost I would agree with you. However, however, you got cost... stocks in Games Workshop, and no, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I wish I, I wish I did. Jeez, well, God, I'd have. Yeah, so yeah, I'd be bolding in it. Um, the difference there is that yes, with a Costa coffee stirrer, and yes, you can cut down a half width one, but on the Citadel basing tool, one end is a narrow wedge, yeah, and the other one's like a flat spatula. And the narrow yeah. wedge is just the right size for going around figures' feet without getting any of the paint or texture paint on them. Whereas with a, cost, with a coffee stirrer, you'd have to sit there and cut it to the same size, which you could do, but obviously it would take a bit more time oh, and it's not I just washable. Use the two different edges. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, if it works for you, it works for you. No, I'm just saying, uh, because I also use the, the, uh, the Galleria Medium. and mm. um, Now, see, that's the thing. It also works for that. It does. It does. Yeah. That, mm. That's what I bought it for originally. Well, I'm not saying I don't own one of those because I definitely own one of those GW tools because um, I got a voucher, I think, one year for Games Workshop. Have, you, have like, you lost it? Is that the thing? Is, no, it's really it. more about your drug, I think. It's, uh... 
Yeah. <laughs> no, so, no, still got it. Still in the Arsenal. Yeah. Um, no, I've been enjoying playing with um, contrast so, paints and getting an absolute ton of models painted. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, no, excited. What's and, next? Uh, uh, what's next? Next is well, a shark torpede. <laughs> a what? A shark torpede, which is a one-off twenty-eight millimeter scale um, shark millipede crossover that I got from Kickstarter about ten years ago, and okay. I'm actually going to I'm going to be running a, a one-off Necromunda gang uh, right. game where it's it's come up from the sump and you've got to send it back from the sump. It Which came is, from the sump. Yeah, that is a, a classic Nick. I found the classic Necromunda episode um, edition in White Dwarf mm-hmm. uh, from like episode. Uh, it's episode uh, episode edition you, number two hundred one or one ninety or something like that. Can you say like it's come up from the sump, but like in a, a shark millipede nado? Yeah, it, it will have. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Hot. Hot tub time machine. Hot tub time machine. Shark speed. Yeah. It's hilarious because everyone's going, "Oh, I'm going to take this really broken combination." I'm like, "That's fine. That's fine. Just bring it. Just bring whatever you want. You three models, whatever gang you want." Oh yeah, we're well, all going to have melter guns and whatever. And it's like, yeah, but the, they don't know this, but the rules are it won't die and it regenerates wounds on a three plus at the end of the turn. There you go. But every every hit they do drives it back one inch. And the only way you can win is by driving it into the toxic pool from whence it came. So, Shark nice. Speed's getting painted, and then after that, I need to get my warfare stuff finished. Oh, I'll tell you the other thing that happened this week to me, it's slightly painting related, is that Tabletop Bill on Twitter, I felt personally attacked about Battletech. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of, all of my updates this week have been like, such and such has commented on your, yeah, such and such has retweeted a tweet that you're mentioned in. It's like, I don't care. I don't care about Battletech. Yeah. What? I don't understand Battletech. What happened? What did I miss? Well, I'm so sure on, on the last, podca- on the last yeah. podcast, we, uh, we, we, you painted Battletech, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, Wait, I did. So me yeah. and you were clapping to about Battletech and Duncan was professing his complete disinterest. Yeah. My yeah. Apparently, apparently Battletech rates it with plaints. As it were, yeah. But, there's uh, a lot of angry Battletech players out there that was quite happy telling me that I was completely wrong. And what? I, yeah. <laughs> they weren't oh, angry. I don't sure. think they were angry. I think they were just trying to convert me oh. to the... The, How uh, have you not churches. shared these links? It's all, it's all on Twitter. I just, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll send you a link to it later. Yeah, I so. need to get. <laughs> it was just like a barrage. It was like a, 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 a pictorial assault of. Uh, it's like an LR, like an LRM twenty of BattleTech coming yeah, straight. Yeah, a high mar of BattleTech <laughs> on my face. The, the best thing was I, I was linked into it because apparently it's my job to convert Duncan over. Yeah, so. to BattleTech. <laughs> so I think next time we get you down a barn, which let's face it, is never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll, 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 we'll do a, we'll do. A, We'll get the BattleTech out. The great thing about BattleTech is you can play it in a pub. You don't need you don't need a bar. Yeah, but I I, I don't want to play accountancy in my spare time. It's not. It's oh, I thought the, the I thought the version, same yeah. thing, and it's still it's still a lot of fun. It's not. Oh, it's not I'm even accountancy. It's not about the rules. It's about the background. Oh, it's about the mental. It, it it's the rules really do paint the picture because they are to that depth. And then when you get into it, I can totally see what you're saying, and I felt the same way for a long time. And then, and then it's about adjusting the scale of what you play. But any game I've got to bring a, a ring bound folder and a clipboard to. See now, I'm there's your mistake. There's your mistake, Duncan. <laughs> what you need to do, and and you don't always have to be the hobby nutter in the room. What? <laughs> It's it's a thing that I've learned a long time ago. 
is that I have certain things that I will go above and beyond for to provide for in, you know, because it's a vision that I have for how I want that game to be. So I will go off and do all the work and all the organization and run, you know, a weekend long campaign at Warhammer World for an apocalypse game with 120,000 points of fully painted models aside, you know, and do all the legwork behind that. However, to enjoy, to, to reap the benefits of someone else's hobby passion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if you get the right friends, you just have to turn up. Oh yeah, you weaponize other people's hobby. That's fine. I don't mind yeah. that. Yeah, no, it really is. And that's, Terrain, and that's, terrain builders and that's are how... number one. Weaponized yeah, exactly. terrain builder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weaponized Everest. I've exactly. never owned a single a single BattleTech model or source book. Yeah, yep. I really enjoy the game because there's no point because between Curtis and Mike, they had them all, and Stoney, yeah. they had all the all the all the books and models anyway. Yeah. Now, I must admit, now since all the new stuff came out, I really have fancy. When I saw you had a, bu- a bushwhacker, I really had to get a bushwhacker. Oh. So, so, I love that dumb thing. It's so the just... trouble, the trouble with modern BattleTech is you can go into a store and they have the blind buy boxes that are eight pounds each, and and some of the funnest ways of playing is to buy three blind buy boxes each. Yeah, and just throw them on the board and just be like, oh my god, I've got two light mechs and a medium mech, and you've pulled three heavies. Oh, right. I'm, I'm just, just going to trigger Mike Everest and go, Jaeger mech, Jaeger mech. I rolled, I rolled another Jaeger mech, Mike. <laughs> Jaeger mech. <laughs> and I'm going to point out to Mike, that we we had no problems with um, aircraft in that entire campaign. So, you know, I feel, I feel vindicated. I mean... Yeah, I, I was the same as you, Dunk, when it started off when um, Justin was at, at the Guildford Games Club. I was like, oh, I love Battletech and all this stuff. And I was like, I'll give it a go. I did a couple, and it's like, yeah, it's a lot of accountancy. And then you're kind of like, actually, it's not that much harder. And then it just become this whole thing of just going like, I'm crossing off. I've been hit by a, a heavy damaged laser. You're just crossing off armor off your arm going, oh, crap. I've got two, literally two points out of 30 before my arm falls off. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot of fun. All you got to know is about the setting is that eugenic space Nazis get stopped by the, by the, by the communications company. BT. <laughs> BT. <laughs> British B- Telecom. B- BT saved the galaxy, yes. They, they cut off Mosley, Space Mosley. Uh, space Mosley. Uh, do you realise BT's actually going to cr- crop that out now and have that as like his message tone for you as well? BT saved the galaxy. They totally <laughs> should. Yeah. Um, shall we go on to some more... What we've oh, been we playing? Games. Yes. Oh, we got yes. games. Jeez. Yeah. It's Plane, supposed to be a short episode. I, I, I know. It's. Whenever we say it's going to be a short episode, it always goes badly wrong. I find. Yeah. <laughs> Expectations were set too high early on. <laughs> but yes. But thankfully, game-wise, I mean, we, you and me, we're, this weekend, we're down dicing, weren't we? Doing some intro games. For we the were. Yeah. The, the 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 most popular Flames of War based motorcycle post I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, but but more for motorcycles than Flames of War, apparently. I well, yeah. You strap a, a Flames of War bag to the back of a motorcycle. You post it on Facebook. You get uh, nearly two hundred likes and a, a dozen comments. You post a nicely painted tank, and you get like three like. Yeah, it's all right. Internet's weird. <laughs> Internet's it's a, weird. Yeah, so I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't remember how this came up, but basically, Dyson and Mike picked this <laughs> idea of having like a, a like a World War Two war gaming day. But I yeah. rapidly got um, roped into doing, um, and I roped everyone else in. So, but doing like just basically having a load. Of, I think this is Mike trying to justify all the terrain. That's probably the best way of putting it. 
it's so, your best building terrain. Yeah, yeah uh, just basically taking all the games tape, all all the front um, room games tables, Dyson. Having two tables dedicated to reenactment people. So we had the um, uh, Daughters of Britain come down and reenact all the sort of um, uh, like land girls for ATC. I think they might do the, like Women's Royal Navy and stuff like that as well. Um, and so they were there like with the, like the, the boards, like moving, like, doing artillery direction and stuff like that. But there's a table with a whole bunch of deactivated um, World War II, like small arms, like MG. <clears throat> Well, not MG42. It's the post-war Yugoslav version of the MG42. It was the MG3 clone, yeah, which was a development of the MG42. <laughs> so, by all you know, it's basically an MG42. It, it, it's an MG42 yeah. on an anti-aircraft mount on a table yeah. Yeah. with a Bren. Yep, yeah, and there's some of the bits and pieces. Can I, and can then I just, we had? Can I just mention now? So the it, it was a, a first what we call a, an old spec DAC in the UK, which is a deactivated weapon, so it's not real, um, but the mechanism still is cockable, fireable. It works. Yeah, uh, it doesn't work, but the mechanism is movable. Whereas the the new spec, you have to have it all welded up, and it's literally not the metal, which is great and all. Apart from every time someone fired it, and you get that massive, you know, bolt mechanism sliding forward and slamming into the receiver, mm-hmm. it scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, play the game, play the game. clack. Oh god. Oh no, it's just, it's just the. Yeah, just someone firing an MG42 in pretend. Yeah, and then we had like um, we had three 50 millimeter tables and three 28 millimeter tables. No, four 50 millimeter tables and two 28 millimeter tables. And one was 28 millimeter table had um, Nathan running intro games of the game he's working on, Legends of Normandy. Um, we had one given over so if any bolt action players t- turned up, they could play on it. And then we had a intro game of Flames of War set up with the um, Pegasus Bridge on and my um, paratroops. Very nice. And Nathan's Panther. So good. Mm-hmm. And then we um, set up another intro game table with Eddie's stuff and Mike's and Mike's Desert Rats. And then the last two tables basically were sat there for people to play on because we've been told that all the bat- like um, these battle group guys were going to run some battle group games. Well, they never turned up. Hence <laughs> 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 the jokes about the battle group, the fifteen battle group guys in in, in Brighton, apparently. Um, but on the other hand, yep, we both me and Eddie ran uh, at least two. Uh, I ran two intro games. He ran one intro game, didn't you? I ran well. I ran a intro game and then a full um, rules development game, really a yep. teaching game of a hundred points aside. Mm-hmm. A teaching game, yeah. So what? Yeah, oh, so, uh, letting someone actually make their own decisions. And... Yeah, it was a guy who, um, uh, a guy called Alex, who had played before um, and had played a couple of games gotcha. of version four, but hadn't really played a full game. So we got into a full mm-hmm. game, and I was explaining the rules as we went. And it, yeah, a, a teaching game in that it wasn't about crushing him and winning. It was oh, about going. You didn't coxer him. You didn't like just absolutely smash him to the no. floor. Oh, no. also, but then, still but clubbing, then, yeah. But then yeah. also, they only got the one. The one, are you sure? As opposed to the five, like, are you really sure you want to do that? Are you really want to sure you want to hide all of your Cromwells so, in the wood? So you didn't want you didn't make him want to just quit the game, having decided that he was interested. Surprisingly, <laughs> no, no. Oh, Eddie, I, you know, I don't think I you're know. doing this right. I'm going soft in my old age. I know. I need to. I need to speak to Cox about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> take take away your tutorial game card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, not um, yeah. mowing them by like turn three. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. You know. 
it's, it did look really good. I mean, the the stuff on the table was nice because it was straight. Like I wasn't there, but obviously I saw the pictures, and it's obviously walking straight yeah, through the door. Like you can six, see all of that stuff. Yeah, six beautiful really cool. tables for the stuff. Um, had loads of good conversations about, and it was quite nice because it was a couple of kids running around, you know, younger kids who were asking questions about bits and pieces, and they've got stuff at home. They didn't have time to, to stop and play something. Um, but you know, the the parents were well in. They knew all about the positives of the hobby, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah, which was really good. It was really, you know, quite enlightening and quite positive about, you know, it's stuff like this. It's basically get the next generation of World War Two war game that's coming in. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, you look at the people playing this hobby right now, and it's getting increasingly increasingly aged, well, <laughs> even in Flames yeah. of War, which generally used to have a, a relatively young average age. I think the problem is. It's all the same people playing. We just got older. So well, this, this is it. When you, when I'm still one of the youngest at the club I go to, and you know I, I'm now half dead. Um, <laughs> well, there was there was this wrong. young one of the de- the demo game I played where I literally mm-hmm. did a couple of assault phases to, to push push the Germans off a crossroads. The kid had been playing um, one of the video games, so he was identifying all of the fifteen mil tanks. Without, <laughs> great. I've been playing Call of Duty like, or something like that. No, no, no. It's, it was one of the, well, the real tanks. Time tanks. tanks. The yeah, real, okay. No, it was the real time strategy stuff. Oh, okay, really? like um, Company Heroes, probably then. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, okay. and that, that you got the Tigers, and then you got some recce vehicles there. I said, oh, yeah, they're Pumas. He goes, oh, yeah, but they have those other weird names, don't they? But the most popular ones, the SDKZF 222s. And I'm like, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can I adopt are. you? Yeah. <laughs> you, can be, you can be my ward. I'll call you Robin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll call you Robin. But I've, I've already got parents. Shut up. <laughs> but I've put yeah. us. hit the uniform. Uniform. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so. It takes yeah, the no, lotion. It was, it was uh, <laughs> a, a, a good weekend, really. Uh, good Saturday, really. Oh, um, yeah. How many so, people we, do you think you spoke to? Like just throughout the whole whole day. Was there quite a few people in and out? There was a lot that came in and instantly got overwhelmed by Mike Everest's um, enthusiasm for, for military <laughs> and, and living you, history. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to say moustache then. And and, and his moustache. Yeah, yeah, gl- glorious, uh, glorious moustache. I mean, I was... So the, the best way to describe it was I was at the back of the room, like right at the very back, like three boards in... Where the bar is, yeah. Where yeah. the bar is. And I still spoke to probably about 12, 15 different people about oh, wow. the hobby. Mm-hmm. And those That's are the ones really who cool. kind of wandered in and got past and kind of gone around about different bits oh, of things. Kudos. So. That's, that's really cool. Um, was... mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, and also next to me, there was two, two must have been 13, 14 year old kids who bought their own, um, well, one of the guys bought two different bolt action armies mm-hmm. and then actually set them up and started playing. Yeah. They actually cool. read the brief and bought their stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So then start, started asking me for rules questions. I'm like, I played Bolt Action about 20 years ago, but I have a look. Yeah, it's <laughs> the same. It's 40k. Yeah, well, I think so. over, over, over Tim, what we I had, we had like, um, in the first game, we had about had about six people, like three on each side, doing their, um, doing the scenario. And we ran a second game with like two people on each side. So it was, it was you know, quite a few people there getting their first sort of experience with the game or you know, having played other war games generally. Hmm. But I was fielding painting questions later. People asked me, "How do I paint these Russians at scale?" And how do I, how do I paint Dak in twenty-eight millimeter? Really I, I, really, I, I rattled off all the paints. Goes, yeah, but how do I do that in the Citadel range? Because I have no idea. Sorry. 
Good luck, kids. He says, it's Andrew Dust. He goes, oh, yeah, it's Andrew Dust. Duncan Ray's about Andrew Dust. That's probably, that's probably the right answer. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Dust is Dunkle Gilb. Seraphim Sepia and Andrew Dust. Other than that, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love the fact that someone's asking you about painting Russians in, in 15 mil as well. It's like, how do you paint these with a, a like a mega brush? Well, I'll that's the on. thing. He he got the cursed he got the cursed set, which obviously oh, is the nice. all infantry one. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. painted the tanks previously, but he never tried painting the infantry. And he says, "How do? You, uh, what's the best way of doing this?" So it goes right with the with the Soviets. Contrast is your friend. Yeah, yes. you're gonna get that. You're gonna get the Agris Dunes, whatever it is. That's just yeah, sort of khaki. Yeah, that's just a sort of khaki grey color. Yeah, get yourself some uh, the Militarium Green to do the helmets. You know, the, the Black Templar do the marching boots, that kind of thing. So I, I sort of try, I, I point them towards the, um, the article we wrote on what paints you use and what things and, and contrast. Because that's what I'm sure that's what Mike did as well, didn't he? With his Soviets, didn't he? I, with his, with his Soviets, because he was doing this Black Death, he was he did him using Black Templar, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That makes all the sense. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, I think we're going to try and do this again at some, like, like maybe in like a half a year's time. But what I'm planning to do is, knowing now, but we'll have demo table, two demo tables again. But I might try and push it more to get more of the established players down, so we can get it filled up with people playing the game. Because I think that might draw more people in, and they can sort of draw, you know point them towards the demo tables, basically. Mm. To draw them in and then process them onto a, a demo table to how we go themselves, yeah. mm-hmm. and then point them towards a the shop bit where all the, all the nice starter sets yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> You put a starter set in their hand and then you poke them towards the till. That's, that's the way that works. Mom, got another one for you. Yeah. Push them that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, other than that, I haven't played anything. What, you play anything else, Eddie, Duncan? I, I played Eddie. Oh, of we course did, you did, didn't we? Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah, my Soviets, I'm not, I'm still not happy about my Soviets. This was mid-war, right? No, this was late war. This was Eddie's alternative <laughs> list. <laughs> It's my so main list. Your, no, it's your German list, isn't it? That's my main list. I thought you. I thought your British was your main list. No, that's that's my alternative list. I played loads oh, of games with those. Fair enough. So, what was in yours? Yours was no, it wasn't Panthers, was it? It was because we was. started off. So I took the Brigade Panthers, uh, SS Panthers. Sorry, so had SS Panthers HQ, platoon of SS, three SS Panthers. Um, I then took three SS King Tigers because. Yes. The logic is most people can kill one king tiger and hope the other one runs away. But if you've got three king tigers, then they have to kill two and hope yes. the last one runs away. We'll come on to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> I then took a platoon of uh, Forsham Jaeger, Ardennes Forsham Jaeger upgraded with assault rifles to be fluffy and in keeping. Yep. Uh, and then three Verbrudvins, um and then in the actual list, I have four grills as support. Um, but in this list, I've I, I had the, for the same points. You can take three Nebelwerfers, which are already painted, so I use those instead. Yep. So it's a super tight, small formation of letting three King Tigers do all the work, <laughs> and then infantry is supposed to run up and support them, and the Panthers sit at range using their front armor ten to negate the fact they hit on threes. Nebelwerfers. Yeah, try and snipe whilst they were worth soften things up. And we'll talk about how that goes once uh, Duncan's tell you what they were up against. Yeah, I had my Soviet. So it's the Soviet Hero Motor Rifles. Um, the two sort of big blobs of infantry with RPG-6s. Um, uh, 100mm anti-tank guns, 57mm anti-tank guns, all the anti-tank guns. Um, mm-hmm. Some Sturmovics, some mortars, um, 
Let's have, oh yeah, the, the th uh, five um, IS-85s, um, which is most of my reserves if I have to put them in reserve. Uh, and I think that's about, oh, and some, oh, some scouts, some recce, you know, motorcycle recce, mm -hmm. which are quite, quite handy. But yeah, um, it, well, I can't, well, do you remember what scenario we were playing? I can, I can picture it, but I can't think what it was called. It was the one with, we had both objectives on either side. And um, did you have reserves? No, no, there was no reserves. I had no reserves. I was attacking. You were defend. Oh yes, I was. And then you had the U-shaped deployment. I had the little square in the middle. That's it. Yep. And then I drove at you like a lunatic <laughs> across the well, ocean steps. Yeah, I put my hundred mils on one objective on the knowledge that that was probably quite safe. Yeah. Said hundred mils and the scouts on one flank, and then sort of the mortars in the middle. And then some infantry either either side of the mortars. Um, uh, they were kind of shielded by a town in the centre, sort of centre left. And uh, Eddie came screaming down, essentially down the throat of the the stuff in the middle, didn't you? Yeah, because I was protected by a hill on that flank. Well, yes, the, stuff the hundred up on the hill couldn't had really... a second hill in front of them, so they couldn't really see. It was a valley. It was a little valley that the river was going through. Nothing valley. That was it. Yeah, yeah, but being all the same height, thanks about front. <laughs> Yes, infinitely high hills. Um, so what happened was that Eddie came absolutely pounding down the centre with his um, tigers and infantry. Yep. The Panthers stayed off sniping because the 100 mils couldn't see them. There was uh, some IS... Well, no, the 100 mils could see you, couldn't they? One could, yeah, I think. So I was, I, was I was trying to keep my Panthers alive because I was wary of the company break and your reserve... Um, your reserves could come on either board edge so scattered, yep. it could be either board edge so I was like, there's no point in me driving forward because I'll just get side shots and die, so instead I'll, I'll stay gone to ground in my deployment area where I've got good flank protection and then... Yeah, until the reserves the came on you Until the reserves came on with your tanks I knew which side they were, I could then swing towards them one way or the other and you know negate those, because by that point my Tigers would have probably driven me off the objective was my thought process <laughs> And what happened? This is one of those no plan survives contact the enemies, is it? Oh no, it's going tremendously well. Eddie's the front armor seventeen or sixteen, sorry, on the tigers was there was no point in me firing basically against them because yeah, there's there's nothing mm -hmm. that can hurt them. Um, no. So a lot of the stuff was staying on to ground. I had the anti tank guns. Um, they were in the fifty sevens were in ambush, and they ambushed I think on turn two not to uh, shoot anything, but to be in position. Because the you know like you, you kind of get condensed down because you can't deploy um, you have to deploy in your deployment zone and you have to have the space to do it and all that kind of stuff. So I was running out of sensible out places of to deploy them. Yeah, yeah. So that was one issue. Um, and then Eddie, uh, did you pin down? Did you pin down my infantry? Yeah, I don't even I'd, know if I'd, you bothered. No, I'd pinned and assaulted and pushed forward with the um, with the Forshim Yeah, which but got then which got repelled. Well, no, before that, you ranged in the mortars and just obliterated half the platoon. Oh, yes, because the hit on threes, even, it's even just, in cover. Just, yeah, hit on three infantry is a lie. Like, there's no point in assaulting because you just obliterated like five of the stands in one round of shooting. Oof. It was like, yeah, it was brutal. I was like, oh, okay, now I've got three stands left. Threw them forward as a Hail Mary to try and pin down some guys at the back and then got repelled and shot to death in defensive fire. Um, but the main thing was you 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 ambushed your fifty sevens and yep. then shot them. You, you did because amb you ambushed them and shot them. 
Was it in the same well, turn? I thought it was the turn it was, after. No, it was the same okay. turn, because in that turn, you'd elected to dig in your infantry. Oh, yes, I had. You're right. So I'd, I'd, I'd pushed you, push back. Yeah. I'd pushed you onto the objective from in front of it. Yep. And I had my three King Tigers sitting there, angled towards the 100s, the other end, to give the front armor to them. So you then ambushed your 57s, shot at my t- King Tigers. Yeah, I had four shots, I think. Yep. Which hit three yep. and bailed all three. Whoa, what? Yep. Yep. No, no, no. Uh, did it bail all three? Yeah, it did it, bail all three. It bailed all three, but then because you dug in the infantry platoon that were within yep. four, they couldn't assault to capture them. Which I was gutted by, but I mean... Which you were you cannot... gutted by. That was a fairly unlikely turn of events. It, it was. It was. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I can deal with this because they got a two-up remount. At which point I rolled two fails. So two ones and a two. <laughs> Yep. So one of my tigers got back in out of the three king tigers in the unit. And so last stand on a two plus, rolled a one. Yep. So it was four rolls of which three of them were ones. Yep. It's a fairly outlier situation, to be honest with you. And and 47 points of king tigers just drove off the board. Yep. Best ambush ever. 57s who were just. I think they, they, they were so stunned at their success, they never hit anything ever again. <laughs> Our work here is done. It's like... <laughs> it, was, it was pretty brutal. It, my personal morale took a bit of a tumble at that point. Um, but you still managed to, I mean, I'll skip forward a bit, you still managed to eke out a draw because I couldn't, I got, you got to the stage where you, you'd killed so much of my stuff and ground it down because I'd, yeah, I'd I done pushed, that. I, yeah. I did that fl- flanky move thing that didn't really come to anything and... It just, I, I couldn't actually push on anymore. And I had no mobile a- uh, elements, and Eddie could actually stop me. Like, as soon as I moved, I would just get wiped off. Yeah, the shot board. and pinned, yeah. Um, and then, it, so it was like, well, actually, we kind of just fought ourselves to a bloody standstill. Mm-hmm. It did. It was very much a case of I was having to really think where the positioning of each of my elements was becoming more and more important to yeah, support, self support. I don't think those Fulshamiega are any good for that list. Because they're no, all they're SMG not. armed as well, aren't they? They're not SMG. Well, sorry, I paid the extra armed. for the assault rifles because the idea was they could run forward, spray you with assault rifle fire, mm-hmm. and then charge in. Mm, I, just, I think they're just but too. They just too they squishy. get they get you know they always get a round of artillery fire on them, which tends to obliterate half the platoon. At that point, because are they are they fearless or confident? No, they're confident. They're, no, they're fearless. They are fearless. Are they? Yep. Okay. No, they, they were fearless and you pinned them for a turn anyway. I know, yeah. Because <laughs> they well, didn't rally as well. Yeah. Fearless isn't, yes, yeah, a three plus, but it's not a guarantee. And your, Fe- your company commander fearless, was well back, wasn't he? They're fearless, trained, but with a three up hit and assault. But the company commander was well back because he was in a panther. So yeah. the, the long story short of this game is rather than take the panthers, who end up sitting at the back because they hit on threes and they want to use their armor and they don't want to be in there. I'm sacrificing too much there. There was a, there was a little bit of joy where I uh, first round shot down one of your Sturmovics and my Werblewinds. My Sturmovics are crap. They keep getting shot down by Werblewinds. It's re- embarrassing. However, you did you did tie up the platoon of Werblewinds with defensive fire with uh, AA fire, which yeah. allowed your infantry to run across the entire board and then assault my Neverworthers yeah, and my, kill Werblewinds off the objective. My wrecking. Am yeah. I thinking of version three where the Sturmovics? Reroll, make you reroll firepower checks. Yeah, they're now just yeah. hit on fours instead of. So if you take like a, a Yonkers uh, yeah, um, yeah. 87, a Yonkers 87 is hit on three, uh, hit on fives, but saves on like I think two. it's 
No, no, no. The Yunkers is is. Oh, the Yunkers is like a three or a four up save. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Stamovics hit all fours, but it saves on a two. Right. Yeah. Which but when is you've not... got when you've got when you're getting hit ten times from five Werbel wins, so you're taking five saves. Like, it's not unusual to fail yeah. one, if not two. And yeah, it's only a five plus five power on the Werbel wins, but it's enough. It's it is it's tragically enough. Over over three over three rounds, I managed to shoot them both down, but. Yep. They'd done their job because they tied up the Werber winds of AA fire, which meant they couldn't have defensive fire to protect the Nebelwerfers from getting assaulted yeah. and pushed sideways. Um, but the main the main thing really was I realised that the Panthers, the way I'm running that list, the Panthers and the infantry are a lie. Um, so it's kind of shifted over to what's the point in taking Panthers when you can just take another four King Tigers? Yeah. So there is now, sorry, three King Tigers. So the, the new force is just... Uh, King Tiger, SS King Tiger Company, <laughs> with verbal wins and grills and support. It's it looks horrible on paper. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing a game with it and seeing what happens. Uh, I think it'll do. I think it'll do alright. I think there's nothing you can take it on at the front, so you're gonna have to. No, out, it's, it's it. gonna be it's gonna be the integral bazookas and things that will suck. Yeah, it's, it's whether or not I can snipe those with the grills before I go in. <coughs> It's patience, Eddie. Or at least to press them, yeah. Yeah. I also I also played um, Luke with a Brigade Panthers list with the same list of mine. All right. Um, and he came to a similar conclusion to you. His was um, four Brigade Panthers again, uh, two Werbelwinds, two Yag Panthers, and <laughs> uh, a platoon of SS, like from mm-hmm. the SS book. Yeah. So the SS Panthers are in his. Now, I did say to him that the um, Yag Panthers, or Yag, sorry, Yag Panthers, yeah, Yag Panthers were just a bit of a waste because there's two of them. Um, they're 24 points for two, and you don't really need them. But he he, yeah. he loves them, and they're new to- it's new toy syndrome. And I said, that's fine. <laughs> they're lovely absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fine. No problem at all. Um, but again, he, he was his infantry just got decimated because it's, yeah, it's fearless, and, but it's still hit on three. So you, what do you do with it? It tries to assault and dies. Yeah. Or it gets picked on because it's the only squidgy thing in the list. So he gets yeah. the artillery barrages all raining down on it's it and all, all that. All the, all the mortars, all the artillery, yeah, all, all the HMG barrages if you're British. Exactly. So we were talking afterwards, and I think he's come to the conclusion that actually four Werbel wins is the way to go because it's relatively cheap in formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also that gives you quite a lot of anti-infantry firepower, even if you're moving. Um, the other thing that he switched out was that he did exactly what you did and kept uh, a panther platoon back. And I said to him, "Well, why why are you doing that with Panthers? Because if you swap those out for Jagpanther uh, Panther fours, yeah, um, they've got similar offensive capability. They're not as good defensively, and they're not turreted, and they can't assault and all that stuff. But if you're just going to leave them back to snipe, you save yourself. Um, I think it's five points. Yeah. So that was quite nice. So he's changed mm-hmm. that around now. So he's got, uh, I think he's got seven Panthers and three uh, Jagpanzer four seventies. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what uh, I was looking to in mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's the right kind of mix because you just don't need the Panther mobility and um, armor and all the rest of it. Um, in all just the platoons, yeah, yeah. yeah. You afford to have one that just sits there. Yeah, exactly. And he was even looking yeah. at Stugs at one point because you can put Stugs in that list, and it's another can, yeah. another cheap option. Um, but again, the the infantry just seems like a a bit of a lightweight. And then um, I had a bit of a. Uh, a sort of some port on the road to Damascus moment. Um, and Mark was talking about the 
because you can take i didn't realize you could do this but you can take progression obviously with um a formation that's not progression yeah you can say any so you say any formation but then you pick your support force org chart you pick the force chart separate to the formation so you can take a d-day yeah. formation but with bagration formation support and you can only apply the command cards if they're from the same um formation as the support except from yes. the same book of support yeah. so you can take a a d-day formation in a bulge list but you can't then apply d-day command cards to it correct yeah mm-hmm. so i said to him why don't you look at the von salken um reserve uh, band um unit because they're 11 mm-hmm. points so they're about the same as the ss actually are but because they've got that rule that allows them to be part of your um, on table force if you pick reserves it means that your reserves are limited to 33 points rather than 44 points <gasps> that's that's a really good idea <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's nasty i like yeah. that well and then that, that that then sent me down the rabbit hole of then looking at um well do i just have a list with four units of sferva band um as my it's reserve. not limited is it it's not limited yeah. so it's 44 yeah. points you can have in four units which means you basically don't i mean are you reluctant uh, they're no. reluctant, but they rally on the three plus, don't they? No, it's the they counterattack on the three plus. Right. So they're very good at holding so objectives. But yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. The rallying's a bit of an issue, but eh, they come with pounds. So they get pinned, but they they get pinned, but they won't be pushed off the. Exactly. And the M- the MG teams, they still got rate of fire too when they're pinned. Exactly. And I just thought if you take four units, they're eleven points each. That's forty four points. It means you'll never play a game with reserves. That's. Because they count as zero points for reserves. So they Correct. So board. you still start with 66 oh, points on the table. Oh, oh, oh. So then I started looking at, this is why I started looking then at how many um, how many scenarios have got reserves on the attacker as well as the defender. Because if you can get a scenario where your opponent is the attacker and has to deploy 66 points on the table and you get to deploy 110, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be, um, yeah, might be to your advantage. But yeah, the Sperber band thing, I think, Lee, might work well for yours as well. Yeah, I have to look at that because I, I, I might say I plan to take him as my second army if I for doing. Like, I hate blue and blue, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't help you with the um, how many units are that probably going to end up in reserve because if you're taking the brigade panther, your most expensive units are kind of twenty points. No, but I can probably I can still tailor that so it's a panther unit and something else. Exactly, you can have a two point drop or two um, two unit drop. Sorry, in reserve. Yeah. Well, I'll, go, I'll play Ramat tonight. Yeah, have a look at it. It's quite an interesting one, and it doesn't feel too uh, offensive. No, in terms of it's, yeah. So yeah, I was I was quite excited about that. But yeah, the game itself, uh, yeah, I lost. Um, the the what I'm struggling with is that the plane is my main way of taking out high armor. Yeah, you can't count on it. Which you cannot count on. It came on six turns out of nine and did nothing. Um, to the point where yeah, it was ranging in pretty well because I forgot actually in late war the Stamovics trained. Yeah. So it's, right. it's ranging in on fives or sixes or you know four fives, fives or terrain. sixes. Yeah. Fives for terrain, which is not terrible. You should range in each time. It's not great, and because most of the stuff's hit on threes because it's late war Germans, uh, you're hitting on fours or fives. But there was a couple of times when I hit five Panthers because the way they were set up, um, because they were trying to hide from 100 mils. Um, and I, I think I managed to. I don't think I did anything on them. I think I might have bailed one. And you just think, okay, Is that's, it, yeah, it's poor. It's just so so inconsistent. And but then I was struggling, thinking, well, if I take that out, what do I replace it with? Because it's my one way of threatening things like the king tiger. Yeah. You know, you still got to spread out or hug terrain or do something. Because 
losing one, like you said, Eddie, is, is so detrimental. Yeah, unless um, you've got five. Unless you've got five. <laughs> but yeah, the 100 mils have been absolutely awesome. I, I love those. The fact that they hit on fours really upsets the um, apple cart because they'll, um, generally speaking, they'll, they'll sit a long range and just pop away. Yeah, because that's one bit I was doubtful of, and that seems to be, yes, yeah, the sleeper hit, as it were. Yeah, it's 11 points, and you just think, oh, I'll have 11 points just to sit on an objective. And I mean, the other interesting thing is neither you nor Luke really had any decent, well, you had your Neverworthers, but they didn't really do a tremendous amount. Yeah. And I think there, there was no, Luke didn't take any infantry, uh, uh, artillery at all, and I did, I did say to him, you need to look at something. You need some. You need, you need a template. Like, there's no. No, exactly. Because even if you throw it on the other it. side of the battlefield, it just it will do some work. See, that's why you. I think nine points for the four grills are really good because they a they have direct fire as well. Yep. Which isn't lousy. B they also have a machine gun. Yeah, I mean, I know it's it's a question of points, but I think what six of them's thirteen. Yeah, I, I would take six if I could. Ridic- well, that's what I mean. Is that you run out, you run out of points so fast, but, f- but four's a, four yeah. four points. Four points for four. Sorry, um, no, nine points for four. Yeah, which is the same as the cost of three Neverworthers. Correct. And actually, you know, they're far superior still, to Neverworthers. Uh, and they've got a two-up firepower as well, bombardment. Yep. And they're veteran still. And, and yeah, exactly. It's just it's silly. Like, they hit tasty. on trees and stuff, but hit on any matters if you get. If you get, if you're getting shot, you're going to die. That's that's yeah. why you're getting shot at. That's the whole point. Yeah. You know? <laughs> If, if, yeah. he's, if he's picking on your grills, he's ignore with his anti tank. He's ignoring your king tigers, which are off winning you the game. Exactly. I, I like the grills in there. I think the grills are a really decent unit. Um, yeah, I mean it was a good game. It's just the the yag, the yag ah. panthers and hundred mils were changing shots over like two speaking, feet. Speaking of grills, very quickly, if you have some of the new grill models, if your gun barrels seem to be twisted. When you put them into, so there's a resin hole with a metal gun barrel that drops into the supports. What you need to do is the on three of my four. So I think it's a common problem. On the metal gun barrel, the the plug that supports the gun barrel had like rotated into the middle, right? Which meant that when you drop the gun in, the gun itself seemed to be off center. It was like it looked it looked wonky. So you have to get your a pair of clippers or you know pliers. And gently bend the two upright supports outwards. Oh my God. No, so... no, it, it really is really easy. You can okay. do it with your finger, but basically, it it doesn't. You look at it, you go, that looks close enough, and you drop it in, you go, that doesn't look right. And it's because one of the two tabs bends inwards a little bit. If you bend it outwards by a couple of mil, when you drop it in, it lines up correctly. So this is the late war grills, right? The, the late war grills, where yeah, where the the fighting kebabs at the back. Yeah, rather than the basic. Yeah, when you look at the gun, there's two tabs coming up on the side, which is where it connects to the actual gun mount. You need to bend one, the right hand, one of them outwards, and then it will line up properly. Top tip. Top tip. Mm. Other than, I mean, they're beautiful models. I was well impressed. I, I, and and as much as you know, I'm the Battlefront fanboy. Recently, all the new releases, I've not had a problem with. You know, they've really upped the quality of the stuff they're bringing out. Like this, the Sino cast plastic resin, whatever Ardennes, Forshmiega, even though they die in the game, the quality of those was really good. They do yeah. die in the game, but yeah, I, I think they're, they're doing a decent job with the new models, to be honest. 
I think they finally they finally cracked it. Yeah, the, the resin's a little bit harder, I think, and it takes the detail better. Yeah, and yeah, not yeah. brittle. And definitely not, you know, melty plastic man faces. Or goblin <laughs> nose man. <laughs> so yeah, that was that, that was my my two games. I played two games. Nice. Two games. Get in. We should play uh, so we playing next week then? Throw down again. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're playing we're playing at a barn on Saturday evening, aren't we? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to sort that out. Oh cool. Ooh. I haven't told Mike that because I don't want to get his hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> and this episode will probably be up after we played it, so yeah, that still yep. works. Well, no, no, get out before and tease him. Tease him. Under under promise, over deliver. That's the way. Exactly. <laughs> In my case, over promise, over deliver, under deliver, do something different. Never deliver. Never deliver. Issue uh, a deliver refund. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been quite nice playing some games actually. And he has got the old. Cerebral juices flying again, which is always nice, because you see things on the game when you're playing that you that paper, you know, on paper doesn't uh, paper, translate as well. Paper hammer never works, no. and even even playtesting never truly works. And that's one of the great things about Flames of War is the terrain so terrain. massively terrain. terrain terrain pull up pull up wind shear wind shear whoop 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 it it massively impacts the game. And then so many people forget about it. Yeah. You know, and you well, sit there going, that's, that's great. You've got this integral AT, you've got this, that, and the other. However, you're trying to defend a bocage alleyway between two buildings. You've got no infantry. But you found we found that with the woods, wasn't it? This is more than two inches from the edge. You cannot see me. Yep. Just simple things like that. You're, you're not like, within oh, six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You want this wood, you've got to come and get me, yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So there we go. Right. What's next? That's it. Excellent. Games. Oh, I thought that's it. I thought you meant that's it. The podcast oh, over. God. It's done. The arbitrating record of the podcast. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's almost <laughs> like we've had too much fun talking to each other. Exactly. So Back to car- command, cards. command cards. Command cards. Yeah. Before we start. No. No. We're not what? there yet. We've, what? we've not even finished the book. What book? We've got to work missions quickly. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yes. I see- Okay, so I'm gonna. I what I need to do is, Darren, if you've got a list of all the times we said we should really play the missions from the books. Yeah, is it? I reckon it's got to be more than ten. It's got to be more than ten. It's got to be. Like, more, it has to. I be. Mean, if you don't have that, Darren, don't for the love of God go back and listen to every episode again and find out what it is. You well, know, I mean, if you've got a spare weekend, by all means, <laughs> got a spare month. <laughs> <laughs> but I am super excited to play. These amphibious battles. These look really cool. These are these like the um, mm-hmm. Migration River Crossing ones, which we also said that we should play because they look cool. Yeah, but, but better because mm. uh, three missions, isn't there? Yeah, yes. three, and they, they, these feel linked as well. They have, we have they have a little, yeah, little link campaign linking it all yeah. together. There's four missions. Is there? Four, one, oh two, right, yeah, there's Crossing there, as well. Yes, there's four. There, so it's a it's a five cam five game campaign. Yeah. The only mission of which it already exists is the fourth game, which is Breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So it starts off which I can with, live with because that's quite which, a good scenario. Breakthrough is a great game. Almost yeah. like you should have like Breakthrough Assault as being a you know tattoo a podcast. So if <laughs> objective Vulcherin, Vulcherin. Oh, the island. Is that what yeah. it is? Oh, yeah. is that? Oh, there's, that was the island. There's, oh south, there's two. There's South South Beverton and uh, Vulcan Island. So I must admit, I haven't watched the. Um, Forgotten Forgot Battle. Battle on Netflix yet. It's good. Watch it. 
there's some slight inconsistencies in like there's a Dutch uh, SS officer. He wouldn't be in the uh, German SS. He'd be in the Dutch SS. So just hashtag oh, the same. Oh, is in, in, incorporated into the yeah German but, SS. Correct. But it's it's pretty good. It, it's also... well, they did they did have um they had German SS officers attached to the units, though, didn't they? They did, and they also had their own division or the Sturm Sturm Battalion. But um, it was still this was an administrative post. Oh, okay, I see. But yeah, apart from so, that, <laughs> apart from that, so so the fact that it's got entire horse glider assaults and yeah. river crossings and all these other amazing bits and pieces. Air goal. I seen. think you'll find. Oh, I think that, you'll find. as yeah. you, as you push your Waffen SS issued spectacles up to the very bridge yeah. of your nose. It's it's it's, a decent, <laughs> it's very good. It's also subtitled though, so it depends how you feel about subtitled films. I don't care. No, I, I found it was entirely watchable. It's got Tim, not Tim, Tom, Timothy Spaulding. No, is it? <laughs> no, I just like the no, idea of Timothy it, Spaulding being in it. it. It's got Draco in it, hasn't it? It uh, has. Tom, Tom, what's his? Not oh Holland. my gosh, it's something like that. If if Tacey was up here, I could shout at her and she'd tell me what his name was because he loves Harry Potter. But yeah, it's uh, got Draco yeah. Malfoy in it. Draco Malfoy, isn't it? Um, I'm I'm super excited to watch it, but I'm also glad that I haven't watched it because we've got other things to deal with before we get onto playing this. But once mm-hmm. once Warfare's out of the way in a happy version, we're going to play on. So it's a five-game campaign, five campaign where all of the missions, depending on the results, affect the next mission. Yes, a proper yeah. campaign this time rather than linked battles. Well, it is, it's a linked campaign is what they call yeah, it. But, but the other ones the didn't necessarily... You just played them and went, oh, that's all right. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I most really of them had any, any tie-over. Oh, okay. So, yeah, each mission... You know, if you win the Water Rats mission, then you get to um, delay the reserves of the Germans in the next mission. Kind of yeah, they're small little things, but then they're nice. Yeah, and it's nice that they actually make some difference. There's incentive for winning, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. just powering through. So but yeah, so not a massive thing. No, we don't want that because no, you don't. The, the, no. the trouble the trouble there is you end up with the old what used to happen in the old Necromunda campaigns where one side would start winning and then all they get is rewarded for winning and yep. then they therefore keep winning. Um, <laughs> so you have objective objective Wurschelvin, which is the amphibious landing on the islands, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially a beach landing mission. Right? It's, it's essentially the DJ one, yeah. There's not much. I can't see any differences. So you play lengthways. The defender comes on. The defender's reserves come on the back end of the board. You've got objectives in the square centre of the board, um, and mm-hmm. it's a good reason to bring all of your. Uh, it has though. All it has got some yep. difference to the D-Day one. The scenario might not, but it has got you, some extra rules. Are you talking about the wall, the waterlogged ground? I am. I'm talking about uh, the famous breached dike. So you're not a little boy with his <laughs> finger in it. So if um, your dike has been penetrated, you exactly. if, if use you're, the waterlogged ground rule. If you're ankle deep in water and you know your dike's burst its banks. Um, <laughs> if you're sloshing, exactly. then you can recreate, it says you can recreate the flooded pools of the Vulcherin Island after the British breached the dikes. You could treat the hinterland, which mm-hmm. is the, all the area after the beach exit. Yeah, the basi- the it's basically actually, like most of the board, isn't it? As flat terrain. Yep. Which means you so flat terrain means that you have to terrain dash across it. You can't cross country dash, or you could even go as far as making it difficult terrain, which is a cross check. Mm. That would be brutal. Apart mm. from infantry, which which is what you should be using. Which is what yes. you should be using because at this point, it's that's what everyone had, right? Because because of, well, the, they, terrain, yes. of exactly. the terrain, yes. Because of the terrain. 
and it also means that if you are bringing, because they they had, so the 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 British troops, but uh, had some stuff, different stuff. But the 79th Armored Division, parts of that were up there as well. Yeah. So they had crab flails, and they had some. Uh, oh my god! Can't yeah. Wait to paint mine. So they had those funnies, but that would be quite interesting because it would mean that you couldn't rely on your armor being actually like the spear tip. Yeah. It's just sitting there providing fire, basically. Yeah. Probably at best. Move, no, can't, well, I'll just shoot when. Move, no, can't, I'll just shoot when. Yeah, so but this if, is... you, if you fail a cross-check, though, you count as moving, don't you? So then you've got to yeah. choose, or do I fire twice and not move? Yep. Do I fire and try and shoot and scoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> fail. And then fail. But it's, it's quite interesting, because it also hopefully would dictate what the defenders were taking their list, because if they're mm-hmm. thinking, well, there's not going to be a ton of armour... Maybe they take some machine guns. Oh, yeah, you know? take more machine gun nests and maybe only one anti-tank pillbox or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, whilst you're right, the, the scenario is not radically different. I think if you played that rule, it would it would change quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you played it, if you played up to the historical scenario, it would be it would play out very differently. I agree. Okay, next mission. Why is the breach. the breach? This looks absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm I, I've I've not looked at this before. I scrolled down, and my first thought is that looks cool because it is the same lengthways beach assault mission. Mm-hmm. Only the board is now divided into quarters. Yep. Yep. The attacker places their units on the beach section in sort of the bottom right quarter, going lengthways yep. as you do. You've got the same square in the middle for placing objectives. But the defender, who has deep, delayed, fortified reserves... Mm-hmm. Fortified? Yeah, yeah, so fortified reserves just means... Um, it's the same one for the D-Day. It means you've got 40% of your force on and 6% off, but you've got fortifications. Uh, okay. yep. They get the right-hand half... Well, it's the right-hand quarter plus a little bit masking the, the um, objective area. However, they've only got that, that, that opposite quarter from the attacker going lengthways so on the other half of the board there is an objective sat in the open that yep. they cannot they cannot put objectives on sorry fort- fortifications on nope and then the defenders reserves r- arrive from that back corner yeah but mm-hmm. they they ride from the, the tidal strip again don't they so they're aren't they coming on from the tidal strip oh no no, they're they're coming... no that's the defender oh, so the, the, defender, defend, the defenders reserves because the attacker yep. doesn't have any reserves the attackers all deployed in this one half a beach Mm-hmm. And is then pushing in and then either going diagonally or going into the defended objectives yeah. to represent you kind of moving along. So you're now on the edge of the beach assault. Yeah, and then so you're the not, you're mobile not gonna reserves get... are turning up to contest it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're sort of sweeping in, which that looks really fun. I, like, I, like yeah, I love the idea of doing it as a part of the campaign. So you, know, you, you, you play your first game, now you're building on that success, basically, yeah. Well, the other oh. thing is you could steal this for D-Day games and yep. have, if you're playing on multiple tables like we did at the Barn Bash, mm-hmm. have the guy on the end playing this battle on either end and then yeah. you flip-flop it, you know, because then that represents the whole sector. You've got the guys in the middle doing the normal mission where they can land anywhere on their beach and you've got guys at either edge doing this to push out from the edges. See, I, I do like um, the scenarios where the defender has to move to actually... Secure the objective, capture something, yeah. Rather than just starting just sitting there, yeah. it's not it's not sit screen. It's actual a bit of maneuver as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they also have extra rules for the Ustrium Casino variant. 
which yeah, yeah you play that which that's is four commando, it's which like is, a whole uh, they were assigned to 52nd Lowland. With the first French Fusilier Marine Commando attached. That was Oh, that's, that's D-Day, isn't it? That's the Calm yes. Canal. This bits. is that brilliant single take in, in the longest day. It's oh. an absolutely stunning single take scene. The, as well. the casino with the gun in the bottom yeah. of the building that wasn't actually there, but it looks really cool for the movie, yeah. so they did it anyway. Yes! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh my God. See? There you go. I'm, I'm a page, at least one page ahead of the... Uh, Battlefront editors. It's good on the same path, though. Yeah, the hobby crack path. Um, Next mission is Water Rats. The Canadian 3rd Infantry Division gained them in Water Rats and operation using amphibious buffaloes to outflank fortified German positions using flooded ground. And this is, this got to be the most bizarre table format I've ever seen. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Because it's the same lengthways beach assault mission. So the beaches at the bottom of the board, the four foot wide section. The length goes up, but the attacker's deployment is an eight-inch strip on the left long board edge, and then a four-inch strip along the sea along the bottom in a big L. Yep. And then the defender gets everything that isn't beach on the right-hand side of the board. Yep. That looks really exciting because for the first, because normally in these missions you have you're either all water landing because you're doing the initial landings on the beach. Mm-hmm. It takes forever mm-hmm. to get things on as the attacker, and you're you're at the mercy of the dice roll. Or you're already on the board and you're pushing in. This is a mixture, so you can just, you can choose to kind of flank through the beach zone, and yep. at which point you can actually get you know you're a lot around closer. the side. Yeah, you're a lot closer. Um, or you can just land everything on the land and drive in old school. Yep, I, I do like this because yeah, again, the sea zone is impassable. So if you do want to put um, troops in there they've got to be in an amphibious vehicle but the other thing is the defender sits up first yes so you're sit- if you're sitting there with a historical force that has the option with amphibious transports the defender goes right i decide you're going to come across the land and sets up along that you know middle of the board mm-hmm. you can go all right everything's going to go take to the sea and coming around the side and as the defender you go oh crap i've got really cruddy troops who can't dig in if they have to relocate Yep, um, and the objectives are in a very wide area. When they both aren't, don't both players place them as well? So, yep, yep. So if you're if you're smart and you're defending, you put it slap bang in the middle, and then if you're attacking, you put it either okay, I'll stick it all the way towards the land oh, end or I, all the way towards the sea end. I was gonna say I'd always stick it towards the sea end and make that person defend it, even if you're not going to use it. it I, I wasn't going to say that in case I played this game against someone who listens to the podcast. <laughs> but yes, totally. <laughs> It's a great scenario. It looks cool and it's thematic. I'm excited to play that. That looks really fun. It, it feels like you're um, not incentivized. You're uh, rewarded for taking stuff that, that you know fits the thing. Yeah, fits the thing. Yeah, without yeah, exactly. it having it, to say I mean, these take aren't these units. Yeah, these aren't these aren't tournament missions no. necessarily. Although Hammy, seriously, you should totally put this in. Well, it's rivalry. Yeah. But I just like the idea. Should totally that... be like, oh, by the way, you get a third mission list, which is going to be Seaborn Assaults. You may well, no, just table. don't tell people. Just if they <laughs> want to bring it. It comets. Comets trying to swim ashore. But that's what I like. Is that, again, <laughs> again, it's not telling you that you have to do this. You could take all, I don't know, uh, Ram Kangaroo troops. <gasps> you could still play the. You, you know, could still play the scenario. Do you know what I would do if I owned Crivery? I would have these missions, these beach landing missions, but I'd buy the 
hashtag frontline terrains Bailey Bridge hashtag yeah. you know and shill because at the moment they do what they make is way too big for Flames of War. It's massively wide. I'm going to talk to them about getting a narrower version. Um, but you could do these beach landing missions, and you could literally have two Bailey bridges coming on in the center of the C section. So right. if you didn't have beach landing craft, you could drive Crossing, on from yeah. reserves, but you're going to be landing in a set place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a, in a nice and column, presumably. In a nice column at a set place, and then had to come, you know, drive up the bridge from there. Oh, I, I'm quite excited about that. That's a pretty good idea. What should you told use it for like a Arnhem-esque thing? You know, where they're doing the boat crossing, the eight second. Um, yeah. Well, 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 stand by. Oh, stand hold on. By. Have I, have I jumped ahead? You've jumped ahead because after this water rats mission, which is about the third Canadians kind of going sideways across the flooded ground, um, you then have uh, in the campaign they play the usual breakthrough mission because hey. Who, who would have thought it? The normal missions are historically based as well. Yeah, you're um, breaking through, funnily enough. The fifth and the final mission is the Rhine Crossing, mm. which, you know... This is so cool. Which is so cool. <laughs> um, which is essentially <laughs> a um, a hardcore version of D-Day. Yeah. Because it's a D-Day assault, but the objectives are in the back half of the board, and then yep. Defender has delayed outnumbered reserves. I've got no idea where outnumbered is. Um, so, delayed outnumbered reserves. In a mission with outnumbered reserves, Defender forces two-thirds of point total of the attacker. For example, if attacker has 150 points, Defender will have 100 points. Oh. Defender may only have 40% of their force on table at the start of the game. It's a bit like the fortified reserves, but you... Like for reserves, if you have even less of an army, so it's like D. So that's a bit like the D Day, how D Day works effectively. Yes, yeah, so this is this is a, a landing, but turn to eleven. Oh, yeah. oh no, wait, it gets better because the attacker has airborne reserves. Airborne mm-hmm. reserves. The Vast- attacker, the attack. This is this is Operation Varsity. This is crossing the Rhine, Mother Trucker. Mm-hmm. This is going down to. This is they've they've taken they've taken Arnhem and turned it up to eleven. So the attacker may place any or all units from airborne formations in airborne reserve. The attacker will roll for these units to arrive from reserve starting on the third turn. So they're delayed. When they, okay. yep. when they arrive, the player rolls a die for each unit to see which table edge it will arrive from. If a long table edge is rolled, the reserve units must arrive from the defender's table half. <coughs> so it's one or two is the long left edge. Three or four is the back defender's table edge. Five or six is the long right edge, okay. And you think, oh, that's 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 a bit harsh. However, because it's varsity, the game starts at night. Oh my god! So you have an amphibious assault happening at night, With pushing in from the south of the board, and then come 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 the dawn. M- most times, you know, turn mm-hmm. three onwards, paratroopers start arriving. Um, plus, yeah. you get the preliminary bombardment and minefields and all that other stuff. Yeah, because one of the things they changed with the Rhine River Crossing was that having realised that dropping the powers way behind the lines and trying to race t- to them had not worked, they went a bit more like D-Day, where the paratroops were dropped a little bit ahead of the main attack, mainly to secure the ground to stop any reinforcements getting to the actual bridgehead. So it's a much more limited um, airborne operation in terms of scope. But they still dropped two divisions. They dropped um, 6th Airborne and the American 17th Airborne to actually capture the ground. And then they, they, they were there to capture, like, you know, um, crossroads, high ground, 
anything that can let them control the flow of the battle, bear the brunt of that of that attack, because the casualties, the airborne, is, are pretty horrendous. Yeah, but it worked. They actually, but by doing that, they took the brunt and let the let the actual ground forces gain the ground, establish a bridgehead, and then you got like sort of eleven, 11 armors bursting out of their comets. Oh my god, that's gonna be such a fun game. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one where you want to play more than a hundred points. Well, it depends how long you got. Because I mean, you need a barn. You need a barn. <laughs> Uh, 150 points and upwards won't be that'd be nice mm-hmm. but I mean that's five games that's a whole weekend of gaming isn't it book it book it, <laughs> book it. <laughs> Q2 coming to Guildford Games Club um, no, I really like those they're, they're, it's probably um, a very much a case of them learning as they're going along but this feel, does feel like the apex of the, the, the campaigns that they put well, together well it's so specific yep perfect like all the other ones have been like Oh, we're doing, you know, could represent this or this or this, but this one it kind of really does feel like, yeah, okay, it fluffs out a couple of the D Day missions as well. Mm-hmm. So there's more use Great. there. But it really does feel like that forgotten invasion, you know, what, uh, and the thing that most people say is a bit trite now, and I'm just re- repeating other historians, is, is the fact that it's like, oh, Market Garden happens, and then, oh, it's the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, and then all the and war's over. It, and then all the war's over. And it's like, well, no, wait, this is the forgotten fight to take over the north of Holland. Like, this is intense. The long, it's the a long, slog. bloody slog across. Really bloody, really mad, and really unique, you know, because of the vehicles that were needed to get in there and, and get the job done. Well, so I just think it's amazing as well that the 79th, because it's, a, it's yeah. actually probably at this stage, almost the size of a tank army, I would guess. Okay. Yep. So, so some good some good stuff for us, for us to try there, I think. Definitely. I'm excited. Get his water buffaloes painted. Yep. I mean, obviously Duncan's you know caught us flat footed and actually got his done, so we have to Right, onto the command cards. Yes. So <laughs> obviously we start off with just like um trucks, you know, logistics is important. If you want to put hmm. trucks in. I, mean, Look, I, I spent eleven odd quid. On three ton lorries. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah. Back in the day, and they're painted, and they're there, and they're waiting to get shot and kill everyone inside because they are a death trap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the more the more I see games where people are like, I must have all the transports, and you're like, no, no. for the love of God, no. Don't be in a transport anywhere near a battlefield. It's just a death <laughs> death sentence. They're, but, they're good for. Oh no, you can't. I was going to say that. Oh, twenty five pounds can have them. I was going to say they're quite good for yeah. hauling around guns. Yeah, you can, you can use them for like doing quads. Well, yeah. yeah, for well, the lorries. This is the three ton lorry transport, soft skin transport for a point, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then these are great for when you're playing on a 30 foot board lengthways mm-hmm. and you're literally driving your platoons in from reserve. We're playing a market garden game, doing market. We've got a oh. big embankment oh. road with a table. And then, yeah, you've got your, you know, you try to get through the town. Stop teasing me, man. Question. <laughs> question. Yep. Yep. The kangaroo rifles, because that's the uh, other unit that can use it. Um, was there an unmounted version of those? There is, yes, there's an unmounted yeah. version. So, they, uh, so I'm going to be using them for doing 150 9th Brigade, which is uh, the infantry component of the Limp Armoured. Wonderful. So, oh, so basically, if I'm, if I'm correct, the kangaroo rifle platoon without the mm-hmm. kangaroos is just a late war British rifle, rifle platoon. platoon. Yep. Correct. It's just a confident veteran, uh, war-wary 
connect to yep. basically well, giving it the kangaroo name because that a it can have kangaroos and also b it distinguishes it from all the other rifle, rifle correct got so that's far. absolutely fine i just couldn't i couldn't remember if there was an option for that i was assuming there was because otherwise mm-hmm. you'd yeah, lose the kangaroos and gain oh, traps. Woohoo. It's that five up save. It's Passage, awful. Passengers five. Oh my god. <laughs> you can just, you can almost hear the cackle of glee and laughter as an ME262 comes down and strafes the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they all Where you've got, you've got a rifle platoon stuffed into two three ton lorries. Yep. Yeah. And they fail the five up save. Soft skin. If a transport is destroyed, any passengers it is carrying are also destroyed. Yep. Oh, oh no. And it's true if you're 25 pounders as well, isn't it? Oh, so if they are being towed and moved, <laughs> your truck explodes and everyone everyone's dead. Everyone's dead, Dave. Cackles in Messerschmitt jet planes. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have duck transports. Yep, same point as the trucks, Every... but <laughs> can now go on water. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird that you know it's like another unit. I feel like works like this, but doesn't have that points. Um, you know, yeah, points I know. Neutrality. It's a... the, the best bit... three times that. <laughs> The best bit is they are passengers six as well. What's the interesting? Save on them? It can only, it's only for infantry. I, I remember you used to use ducks for like bringing on the artillery. In the that is game. true. I I thought I don't know if that I don't know if that's right. I'm gonna have to look that up because I thought they still were using them. Oh, do you know just, what it is? Well, do you know what it is? What's that? Uh, Duncan's correct. They are still using them. However, they would not be using them under combat conditions. Okay, there we because go. Because it's you're only going across a river, so if you're going across a river, you'd have the gun teams on the other side of the uh, river. That makes sense. Yeah, we're not actually yeah. landing you'd... directly, and the only thing you got, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I see it. But you can't use them as uh, I might use them as toes. Whatever. Ooh. Yeah. You ain't got the M5s. Oh wait, 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 wait! I need to throw some shade. Go on then. I, I, I love and hate this. My new role is very detail driven because it, it's important. <laughs> What you so yeah it, yeah it's right I know I don't I don't understand it either um, so the duck transport card if you look at it is a British card yes has the nice yep. Union flag slash Union Jack background if you look at the back of the duck transport card <laughs> yeah yeah it's the US one it's mm-hmm. stars and stripes baby stealth Americans stealth <laughs> Americans infiltrating our houses in Little Hampton yeah, that that feels like a copy and paste error. <laughs> oh, I know it's another one there. I didn't mention it, but when we were going through the the thing earlier about the missions, yeah, it said about the fortification for the for points and um, costs and rules of the fortification. See page one hundred and eleven, oh. which is just a catalog page. There's nothing actually on there. So that's uh, D Day. I think you, you, you basically have a D Day book to get. Unless I'm missing something, you have a D Day book to get the points and. Rules well, it does. It does say to use the D Day cardboard mission pack for yeah. the landing craft and whatnot. So, there we go. So that makes sense. Yeah, we've got the M5 half tracks, um, cool. which is there for towing the 17 pounders. Which are awesome. Yeah, yep. which you should buy for a point. Why is there a point and the trucks have a point? Carry on. Yeah, and those these, are the up, they were armoured as well. These are mm-hmm. A, armoured, and B, mean that you can reposition the 17 pounders to somewhere they're actually decent. Yeah, but why are they. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's the, the same points as the truck, though. That's my point. Because they went away from the 2000 point limit. I know, I know, I know why. I'm. I'm. I don't, frustrating. I don't agree. I'm just saying. I'm answering your question in a most neutral way I can. In your most <laughs> passag way you possibly can. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have the carrier transport. As per my a... last email. Exactly. <laughs> Ed, Edward, if that is indeed your real name. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, Regards. 
<laughs> the carrier transport. Nuclear weapon of British email. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the carrier. It's the carriers. The Lloyd carriers, Lee. So, it, so for the mortars, like medium mortars, it's a universal carrier. Okay. Um, right. uh, especially this version had them like the mortar plate on the back, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, the, the mortar tube gets laid on top of the engine deck. The mortar base plate goes on the back of the carrier. Oh. Like, so you can't, can't fire it. It's just right. for stowing okay. it. It's, just it's, like a stowage it's got cradle. A, it's got a stowage cradle for that big old. Correct. It's got all the. Plate. It's got all the bits of carrying it basically. All the gubbins. And then the heavy mortars and the six pounders are Lloyd transports, which are the Camden, right. um, the Camden Lloyds. Um, is that just a different company make them, or it's, 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 a, it's a much it's a bigger carrier? So it's got room okay. for the crew. The tra- it's got the crew can get in it. It's got all the ammo storage as well. If, nice. if I have, if you put my PSC um, Lloyd's next to a universal carry, you can see it's a much bigger vehicle. I'll, I'll probably see that it's when like, I finally build mine. It's like a stretch, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's like a stretch carrier. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah, it's a completely different vehicle. Um, it's got it's got different engine, that kind of thing. It's it's just it looks kind of like a bit like a scallop carrier. They see me rolling. They hate him. But again, you got the advantage of armor one, side armor zero, so it gives you a bit it's of protection. So good, decent speed. Um, then we got buffaloes. Love this card. Mm-hmm. This is pretty good. Yeah, because it's it's Jeez. nice. Cause it cooks in the Polston as a standard fit, rather than being the thing you occasionally take. You got a few points left over. Well, it took me a, it took me a couple of readings. This card to actually work it out mm-hmm. because it applies to the entire company. Oh, oh yes, which is that. unusual. So it actually incentivizes you taking a full strength rifle company because you essentially get them free. for free. Yeah, because I thought three points is quite steep. But if that's it basically is. one point per platoon, and you get your HQ for free, it's correct? Like, I mean, two rifle, buffalo transports per rifle platoon. Yep. Any other transports? The characters of buffalo are shown here. So okay, so you so don't HQ, get one for the HQ. HQ. Yeah, exactly. They have to sort of find the space. They bum a ride, which is is absolutely fine. They can, especially they can with passenger that. seven. You <laughs> get two of them per platoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is the problem though, because they are passenger seven. If you do lose one, it's um. Well, no, because you get crippling. two. You get, yeah, you two, get two, per, two per platoon. So platoon yep. is what eight. Nine. Is nine. Nine stands. <sighs> yep. Do not I think get you lose half your platoon. Do not get shot. Don't <laughs> get shot. Yeah. Yeah, because if destroyed in a passable water, all passengers are destroyed, which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I can't argue that too much. That's not that's not as bad. So no. okay, so yeah, it's they, not, they, as bad it's as not a soft skin. skin so yeah, it's not get... a soft skin. There we go. And they are hit on fours. It's still yeah. dangerous, but I, I love this for three points for three platoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And you write the Polsons in it, and the Polsons nice. Yeah, you got your fifty cows as well. Put that yep. little, on the, put that some shots on the side. So the Polsons yeah. are twenty mil. Rate of fire three, halted two, moving twenty inch range, yep. eighty five. Mm-hmm. It's like a twenty more cannon for the for the um, Germans. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's a bit. Uh, they, oh, wait a minute. It is self defense AA. There you go. I was going to yeah. say. So they all have twenty mils. Yep. I mean, yeah. Back back in the version three days, it was a, you, you started off by default with two fifty cows. I think. Yeah, on the side mounts. To add, you could choose to add a Polston. This just, ah, says, no. this just has a Polson's by default. So these have a Polson and then a 50 cal. Yeah, well, technically it has cows. two 50 cals, yeah, one each side. Only if you're... Ah, but, uh, but they've, they've chosen to... Because the, the thing is, the Buffalo it has a halted 50 cal rate of fire of two, but a movement yep. of one. Yeah, two they, shots to the 50 down to one, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. So they've, 
they've they've tweaked it so that the main weapon is the pulse and mm-hmm. yeah, in which is fine. I lo- I love it. I love these. The card, like that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there's not much difference between a twenty mil and a fifty cal, is there? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, either way, some of the bit millimeters. <laughs> I, I wouldn't like to be hit by either. Um, mm. That's exactly. awesome, but three points for the whole company. Yep. Uh, that's a yeah. That's a good, that's a good card. I like I like that actually. Yeah, it gives you a reason for taking a, a bigger you know, a bigger company because you get yeah. more. Uh, and even if you don't use them for the amphibious assault, they're just quite nice hanging around. Mm-hmm. They'll see off armor cars around. and what have you, and yeah, I like yeah. them. Enough armor to stop bullets. So. And <laughs> and for the for once, they've got a bigger tactical move than the troops they're carrying. Yes, so they're yes. Kind of, yes. I'm looking at you, Shrimpargan. <laughs> yes, yes, that's stupid, Shrimpargan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we go on to the assault bridge, which is still the, my favorite card, just simply because the back of it is the actual assault bridge. Yep, I like genius. The, the, tra- the trap. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that costs you a carriver or you uh, win. Well, it just costs you everything because <laughs> you keep trying to use it for every river. You just it's go, like oh, there's a river. I'm going to cross the river. No, Ed, you can just deploy the other side. It'll be yeah. just good. <laughs> no, but I spent the points of this card, damn it. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie the river's fordable. I don't care. I right. don't care. <laughs> it's just a cross check. You're cross T plus. I've laid the bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six turns later, I've laid the bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's no different to a D-Day version. It just lets you put down a bridge, which the size of the card, basically. Which is cool. I think you should be able to lay the bridge across a minefield. I think that'll make it well worth the points. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do that, though? No. No. It is a seawall, creek, stream, or river. So I think got... you're fine, Eddie. That's not a creek on the board. It's actually a brook, and the brook is <laughs> not covered by the card, therefore you can't use the card. But also... What, what about a friend doing telling me what I can do with my assault bridge? I'll lay it where I like. Yeah, I'll lay it where I like. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I like is the fact that the assault bridge I have is uh, made out of pewter metal, so I can stab it into Lee's eye when he pulls some game EPS oh. like he just hit <laughs> yeah. it. But, but don't knock you off the table, for God's sake. Cause... Yeah. yeah. Dead the floor. <laughs> um, it's like a bit of the aliens. With the alien, you know, they cut the face of it and goes through all the floors. There's lead pewter bridge melting through the floor of uh, Battlefield Hobbies. Um, mm. Then we have Kangaroo Transports. Yeah, what's... For... It's... So... Oof, 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 all jumping to answer the question that hasn't even been asked. Go on. It's The reason it's Kangaroo Transports is it's Kangaroo Transports for one point for your £17 tra- platoon. I was going to ask, though. My question was, these are rammed kangaroos, right? These aren't like Correct. police kangaroos or anything. They're just exactly the same Ram. as a troop carrier. Yeah, but, but I think you, you could also get away using this card because the Brits also use turretless M10s and turretless Crusaders. Okay. As as well, you know, those Crusader AAs that basically got abandoned after Normandy because Luftwaffe decided not to turn up. Yeah, Luftwaffe didn't exist. A before. lot of them got c- converted into gun towers. They put like a superstructure on all the hydraulics, the brakes on the on for brakes on the that makes vehicle. Sense. And we use them as gun towers. So I think, you know, yes, it's, it's for using a ram kangaroo, but I think using a M10 or, you know, turretless M10 or turretless crusader would does, also buy. Does that mean it's still got the deck gun on the kangaroo? kangaroo? I, in this case, yes, I guess it would. Okay. It says you may add a ram kangaroo transport attachment. And obviously that is the, you know, ram tra- the transport attachment is as per the ram defined in the book for the British. And it says you may add one for each gun team. So you get four of them. It's a pretty good investment for a point. It's better yeah, than keep a, those looking M5. around for some machine gun protection. Yeah. Well, it means your your M seventeen's um, got a bit of 
and the infantry support now. Yeah. And no. bearing in mind, you don't target the gun, you target the transport. And the transport's front armor six, side armor five. Exactly. So fucking. Uh, flipping. That's, that so should be flipping a, broken. <laughs> that should be a bit more than a point, I must admit. I feel. Oh, I know it's oh, very situational. Oh. But I feel like I should at least be t- at least like you know the same cost as a swim wagon and be three points or something. Well, no, the swim wagon's more expensive by three times than blah, blah, buffaloes at this point with pulsing <laughs> cannons on. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's which way's up anymore. Okay. Um, next, got shown DDs. That just lets you basically just show and float at the cost of one machine gun shot. Love it. Um, so Again, very good for doing shop games. You want that kind of thing? Yeah, where's my model? That's all that matters. I Bring them all the back. Yep. I know. Please, hashtag, please, Battlefront. Next uh, next up on Bring the Model Back is also <laughs> Shem Mind Flails. Glorious. Yep. So again, just like gives them a mind clearing device. For a one point. Yeah. Yeah, one point for the whole troop, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. good. Uh, you've got your 50 cut. 50 count A machine guns and give all your Shermans, Fireflies, or Chaffees back the guns that the court masters nicked from them. So. Bring it back. Sing mm. it back. Bring it back. Like 50 cal for me. Yeah, 50 calathon this is now. 50 yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those. Some units didn't like the 50 cal. Obviously, you're quite exposed using it. Quite. Stand yeah. Quite. Yeah. Are, you, are you equating sitting inside an armoured tank vehicle to standing on the back of it to quite exposed? It's, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not a British understatement, really. Right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I was but, translating for our um, you know, Canadian friends. Very, very exposed. A teeny bit. <laughs> a yeah. teeny bit. Um, but obviously, it's, it's kind of a handy bit of firepower. It's like at one point for the whole um, troop... Either HQ troop, um, Sherman troop, or a Chaffee troop. And it just basically gives them, you, know, you trade some machine gun fire for machine, basically up it to a 50 cal shot, which is actually self defense. It's fine when you're not paying the bill for the shells. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did they, I think the last them... time I quit. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was, I was say it, was, it, was, it, was, it was eight pounds a shell Ugh. for a 50 cal. Wow. <laughs> I was just going to ask, um, did that give them logistics problems? Because obviously, not, there's not a lot of 50 caliber. Um, oh, I'm ammunition. sure at that point. Well, you said there's not for a the lot British. at that point. For the British, yes, but I'm, I'm sure there was plenty being uh, acquired. Yeah. So, from, from the Arsenal democracy that was sitting next door. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, it's the, M- the M10 still kept their 50 cal, so they oh, might be able like, to do some horse trading with the eight, with the, like, the, the eight tank units, that kind of thing. Okay. Um. Continue with 50 cows, carriers. Obviously, all those 50 cows end up somewhere, and the carrier guys didn't nick all of you. <laughs> they would not say no to making the uh, Apex Predator even more Apex. So, but it has been toned down this one because it was one point to upgrade any or all carriers. Now it's one point for just one carrier. Yeah. One universal carrier in this universal oh, carrier control. That is so not true. So Musk have to redistribute his 50 cows around his troops. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he'll be complaining because of the next card. Yeah. Well, they- <laughs> The best card ever, Piat <laughs> Battery Section. Drive up the Piats! Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount 14 Piats in the back of your car, Mount back of your carry and use it as an improvised artillery weapon. <laughs> it's one point! It's one point. I mean, <laughs> just make some it's one point. You, you're giving up all your direct <sighs> fire. You, there's no machine, you give up all your machine. Oh, gun I, I cry in Schwimmwagen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but the thing is, each Piat battery counts as two weapons firing, which makes them better than those mortars that the 21st Panzer gets. See, so for one point, okay, you take three universal carriers, yep. you yes. take away their machine gun, 
Yep. Yes. You give them a rear firing, quote yes. unquote, saturation bombardment, which means yep. that those three carriers now count as six, six. guns. Yes. When firing bombardments, they only have a range of 16 inches. More than enough. The AT1 artillery template with a four up firepower. Mm-hmm. The only question I've got is to check, and I'm going back now, so I'll probably be a second, to find what is the skill of those universal carriers. Generally, infantry is veteran. Well, I'm just double checking because, you know, we're trying to mislead our readers, listeners. Uh, <laughs> our readers. I'm now trying to find where in the massive the, book. The, of... <laughs> there's some in the rifle platoon, there's some in the support, I think. I'm pretty sure carriers are. Um, Does veterans. it state. Does it state which carrier? What is the name of the platoon I'm looking it's for? It's just a universal carrier patrol. Okay. okay. Even worse. <laughs> well, no, because that's different to a. Mm. That could be different to a recce patrol or something like that. It means if yeah, you well, wanna... I, think, I think it's just a universal carrier patrol. I'm just trying. Do, do you have 16 points well, that you would like to spend on a 25 pounder battery, Eddie? People look at things on the internet. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure because I've got a feeling they're veteran. If they were trained, it would take the edge off a bit because mm-hmm. not in that we wouldn't. Right. Universal okay. carrier. You're rolling to hit. Trained. We are trained. Okay. Okay. So that is a little universal what, carrier patrol. Page fifty-six, mm-hmm. which is the only one in. Um, it's loading. They are. It's trained. Skill trained. Yep. Huh. Okay. So that oh, does that does wind it back a little bit. They're confident. They do have scout and spearhead, so that until they fire, they're not really getting hit because they're careful. Yeah. And you are rear firing, so your armor zero. Oh mm-hmm. no. They're two, so it's a two point for three basic cost. So for yeah. three points. <laughs> oh my I, god. The, but the, the issue is that if you take like, I, it's, it's got merit, I think. <laughs> well, no, it's it, you know we're talking about artillery being expensive. So twenty five pounders are what fourteen points. Yeah. On the universal carrier, the of doom. So it's two points plus one point. So you can have so three four. three points. So in a rifle platoon, you can have four universal carrier groups. Three. Mm-hmm. Is it three? I think it's three. Looking. Oh, at it's the... three. Yeah, because D Day's four. Okay, so th- three yep. groups. So that's going to cost you nine nine points. Yep. And four four twenty five pounders is fourteen. Yes. Uh, All right, but here's the th- here's here's the thing. You've a you've got to get them within rifle range. B, yep, yep. they're going to be facing backwards, so they're now no longer front armor one. The front armor one, their armor zero. You're I'm hit, not saying you're, all of them, but yeah, you're ranging in on fives with terrain. Maybe not if you're lucky, but fours to fives as opposed to threes to fours. It's not. It's good. I'm not saying it's not good. I don't think the sky is falling just yet. I don't think the sky's falling. I don't know why they're they're re-rolling. They've got the saturation thing as well. That feels like that's cherry good. on the top. Yeah, that 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 may kick it. But then once you're ranged in with artillery and you don't have any other weapons, if you know that infantry platoon is just going to light you up with bullets. Uh, yeah. If you're going by yourself, sure. You yeah. know, I don't. I don't think it's the end of the world, but I don't. Th- I don't know why it's so cheap. Because it is so situational. It is so short range. Mm. You can't. You, you got to spend a turn in range of enemies shooting you before you can fire. Facing now, backwards. Now, obviously, there's yeah. ways of mitigating that because you can use cover, you can make sure you're out of sight because someone else range you're firing for you. Yeah, but if you're out of sight, you can't range in yourself. Correct. You have to see a range. That's what I'm saying. As long as you've got someone else can range it in for you. Right, yeah. 
Um, but you know, it's still a technical limitation. It's a, it's, a, it's a handy dandy little additional. Um, it's interesting. Point. Yeah. Um, I think you, don't, you wouldn't upgrade all your troops for it. I agree. I think you no. put one troop to complement the mortars. I still take the wasps as well. Mm-hmm. I like the wasp. I mean, that's the thing. If you take the wasps, that drops you down to two of these platoons. And then you lose the scout and machine gun benefit that those platoons have as well. I, I, I like one. I think one upgraded for one one point is, is pretty nice as a secondary. Yeah. Because um, the other thing is, once it does get ranged in, though, it's going to start hammering stuff. Yeah, but at that point, it makes a big target on his back. Well, yeah, but if it's not shooting, if something's shooting them and not, you know, if you're making people fire pack 40s out of universal carriers. Yeah, but what else are they going to be shooting at? Because at that point, I, I can see what you're saying. And yes, on paper, it looks pretty savage. I think the practical application of it is going to be pretty niche. And there'll be instances where, yes, it's very powerful, but there'll either be a lot of instances where it's just not worth the waste of a point. I'd, li- I'd like to, I'd like, I don't know, maybe I'd like to have seen a, a, a limited on there, maybe, but I guess it's, it's probably self limiting. I just can't believe there yeah. was an entire company of them that did that. Maybe I mean, the other thing is. You're, you'd end up wasting, you know, because the whole point of recce playing the, the Brit um, recce lists, the universal carriers, the whole point of them is just to stay alive in short terrain near the objective. Yeah, but can you not sacrifice one unit to get an extra really good I, Not really, upgrade? because they are so fragile. Mm. I'd rather have three recce patrols sitting there going, I'm gone to ground in terrain with scout moving about, well, being tricky, keeping that pressure on, rather than go, I'm going to drop a template over here and maybe not hit you, and you know. Well, let's see it. Let's see it on the table. Yeah, no, I'm excited to play it through. Mm-hmm. Next up is okay. the sloppy jalopy. Jalapenos. Jalopies. Or oh, jalopies, yes, they call it in <laughs> Mexico. Um, yes, yeah, so it's basically a zero-point upgrade to um, take a Stuart, take its turret off. Um, so you're giving it a 37 meter for a 50 cal, but you also gain cross two plus. Because of the weight reduction? Correct. So you've got this, exactly that. It's the, your ground pressure. No, it, it decreases because you know, you know, you're now lighter but have the same size track. I love I love the fact they were like, um, someone posted like, you can make the models with the turret rings and everything. And then mm-hmm. um, Phil Yates was like, we would do, but they literally just like, welded on a 50 cal post mount yeah like yes it's all very well to have this lovely turret ring that they've stolen from somewhere a lot of them didn't get that they just went here's a 50 cal here's a here's a tig wielder it's a unlike the americans have a standardized thing for it the brits just seen it's just every unit is doing different ways some of these like elaborate like windshield arrangements almost basically i've got like a full ring They've stolen from somewhere else. <laughs> it's, there's no one way of doing it, so it's really up to the, you know, the player to how they want to convert Wait, it. When it's her ring, it's a field mod. One, could you take one off the um, M20s? Totally. Yeah, M20 yeah. or a I'm, half track. I'm fairly sure that any M20s based near a British company woke up missing a couple of their turrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, the priests were like, where did this go? I don't know. <laughs> Where's our 50 cal? Yeah, shut up. Mm-hmm. You saw nothing. Or it's M5 half-tracks that don't have machine guns. They, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. This this, this, Brit, this limey came across with a bottle of whiskey and, and, and gin, and, and now we're missing our 50 cal. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I, I, 
it was pretty standard. Um, most most the armoured um, regiments obviously had Stuarts in their HQ troop as a wrecking unit, and most of them did this. Um, what unfortunately doesn't do, um, it says all the Stuarts lose it. Whereas in reality, a lot of them still kept the HQ it, with a turret on. Like, um, so 11th Armoured generally took all the turrets off. 7th Armoured, St. the, the Hazars, yeah. still had a HQ troop, um, HQ troop leader with a, a turreted Stuart or a turreted um, Chaffee. So in a platoon, mm-hmm. that would be one with the 37 and then two yeah. with 50s? Yeah. But oddly, the cards in the... I'm not sure. I'm surprised he didn't do it any at all to let you have that HQ with the um, yeah. you know, still a gun on. Not sure the gameplay reason for it or something. I can't think of anything that says why having a different cross in a platoon would be a massive issue. But Interesting. Hmm. And then we have the Sword of Shotgun Daimler. Yeah, which is a bit of a weird, weird one because it basically... <laughs> because... In in the in the, in the game, there's effectively no real difference between a Daimler and a okay, yeah. Dingo. No, apart from the armament, it's just hilarious when people are like, "I'm going to kill the Daimler." It's like that's fine. I'm still going to drive my Dingo into your face. Yes, with assault. I, I, no, it's still <laughs> just armored and just as. Unfortunately, Dingo is just oh so poorly maneuverable as as, as a Daimler. As as much as much as the uh, Universal Carrier is the apex tank predator. I think the uh, Dingo Scout car is the apex infantry assault vehicle because mm-hmm. it's won me more games than any other assault tank in the game, even Tigers or King Tigers. Yeah. That, 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 that Dingo going in, going front of one, side of one, you've only got MGs. <laughs> so um, it, so, so we, these come about because basically um, Intercourt, which is the 11th Armour's armoured car unit, basically mm. worked out Dingoes were better than armoured cars because they were more manoeuvrable um, the gun was a waste on the armoured cars, so you might as well take it off and get better maneuverability. Um, and they, could, they couldn't get enough dingoes or Humber Scout cars to satisfy their needs. So they started like, taking some of the actual Daimlers and taking their turrets off. And cutting and the... Um, the wheel arches back as well to, say, oh, to save weight. To get rid of yeah. weight, yeah. And then, then what the other thing did was also they mount a, a Piet along with a machine gun to give a bit of an anti-tank boost to the platoon. Ah, oh, that's what I miss. Yeah. Now in the old in the in the old rules, so basically, an an court platoon would basically be a unit of three Daimler armored cars, which one of them was a saw, yeah, and then there'd be two scout troops or two dingoes, and they'd all operate as separate units once deployed. So mm-hmm. it's a bit. So what they have now though is basically, you you start off with your unit of two Daimlers and a dingo, and you end up with a a Daimler and two dingoes, which isn't right for how the units were actually organized yeah it's zero points i'm not saying the cost i'm not saying as again the, the cost isn't bearing because obviously it, because of the way they model it there is no difference apart from the gun but it's just like if you're trying to do it to replicate the unit you failed if you're trying to do it to give the players a reason to do it you fail because there is no reason to do it because you haven't even given the option to appear it so i'm not sure it's like it's fair thanks but I, I think it's one of those ones where it's there so we'll just. But it doesn't help me re- 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 recreate the unit because it's wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, ultimately, it should be two Daimlers and a saw, not a, a Daimler, a saw, and a dingo. It's, it's, yeah. Can you not take the saw? Can you not take. She said it should be two Daimlers and then one sawn off Daimler. Correct. I mean, yeah. 
uh, I see what you're saying. So the numbers but, are just basically wrong. Yeah, it should be basically change. It's effectively it's just you just change the model for, for a ding for, of a of a dingo to this. Yeah, it's just you know, and then what should this card should really doing is let the ding let, allow a dingo to be on with a peer or something like that. That would be a awesome. point, like the carriers. Yeah, because Skip's bloody peer firing <laughs> sod. Was uh, definitely a sod a lot of times. It seemed to have an unusual luck and ability of pink plink a tank that was nearby with a even with one shot on the move. Nice. All right. So next up is Ma- Matador armored car, which is a really re- really weird way of saying it's an AEC armored AEC free. Because <laughs> it's based it's ba- it is based on a Matador chassis, but I don't think I've never seen it referred to as a Matador armored car. It's always just an AEC. Yeah, is yeah. The, um, I, I looked at this. Is this an AEC three? Correct. So this right. is it, 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 but the first AEC was um, armed with two pounder in yeah, the desert. That's what confused the hell out of me because I was looking at it going. Yeah. When we come onto the rules, but I was looking at it going, how's it got a bombardment? It's a two pound. Like, what's it? The hell? What the hell is it bombarding? Yeah. But sorry, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, it, the, AEC, the AEC armored car family was basically a heavy armored car provide fire support to lighter armored cars. Hmm. And there'd basically be a troop of them to, in, a, in a squadron to support the rest of the actual units. Right. And by D-Day, the AEC-3 sported a 75mm uh, ordnance quick firing to basically provide that kind of direct fire smoke um, RT, HE. Is that, and some of you, is some that the of same got, as a Sherman? Same goes as a Cromwell, yeah, which is basically the same goes as a Sherman. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, a car. But it's yeah. a big old beast. I mean, it's a massive... They are, they are, it's a very big armoured car, yeah. It's not designed for being sneaky. It's designed just to yeah. get the fire support to the others. Is that, is that why the unit loses spearhead? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Well, because they got yeah uh, something with uh, essentially a house with a 75 mil <laughs> yeah. driving around behind them. Well, be fair, it loses spearhead. doesn't lose scout. doesn't lose scout. Oh, so God. Oh, so. my gosh. So you can't drive yeah. forward. It can just go, quiet, I'm hunting rabbits. <laughs> hunting fascists that's what it Elba, is as it Elba funds its way with a bombarding direct fire AT-10 gun yeah because I mean, it always used to have semi-indirect fire which used to let you re-roll your misses at long range but they, they've upgraded that to a full, full uh, short range I'll tell you bombardment short range is 48 inches well that's quite that's still that's, that's quite... a lot shorter than a pack out sir yeah it's, but it's, uh... it's like a freaking mortar yeah yeah it's got a four up firepower in a good. scout car. Yep. What? And you can uh, a lot a lot of the armored car units generally operate only a pair of them, but again in the court somehow acquired a third one so they can have a, a much more you know, a bit more bang in the troops. So you have the option of adding a third one. I mean that's that's pretty cheap for four points, right? That's not just me. That's a pretty decent unit for four points. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, so okay, sorry. That's not a four point additional cost. That's the four points no, four for points the, for the cost. unit. Yeah, it's it's an additional unit, so it just costs four points, and it consists of this. two Daimlers with the option and a second, a third Daimler for a further two points, so make so it a six point unit. Six yeah. point unit for a three gun bombardment with spearhead. Yep. yep. No spearhead. No scout. scout. Sorry, scout with scout. And the scouts are a lot less useful because you're firing each turn generally with artillery. But um... well, not not until you get round to where you need to oh, yeah, be. It, I'll say not saying it's without use. I'm just saying oh it's less my useful. God. Ed, Eddie, what you're what you're hearing is that you need to probably invest in some of these for your armored cars for the British. I... This, is, well, this is what I was saying to Mark. Why, you know, if you're going to take with the whole the Daimler M10 delivery system, what well, do the the really cool way and use the Intercourt to do it? Yep. Oh my 
God. So this is a British build formation Daimler Armoured Car Squadron mm-hmm. Limited. So you're only ever so have, have one, one platoon of these. Well, Your formation may include an additional Daimler, yep. Your formation gets this additional car, replaceable two pounders, seventy five millimeter and armor shown as a right. And then, oh my so you get three of them for six points. Yeah, it's overworked. Overworked. Okay, so moving sucks, but you're gonna move yeah. and then wait. You also have smoke and a smoke bombardment. That oh, is yeah. a three gun smoke bombardment. Yeah, for six points. For six points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean how how many how in, in an American arm and mortar platoon? How many how many guns do you get in an American three. arm and mortar platoon? Three. And that's for, and that's generally what two three points. Uh, yeah, three three points something like that. That's pretty. But this is just information. I'm now yeah, scrolling. It's in a very a very specialist formation, but yes, it's in formation. Yeah, and, and the mortars. Say only in, only in the armor car formation and in the intercourt. The the armor car the um, mortars also don't have direct fire capability. So these are. I'll concede that point. Yeah, but they're definitely not AT10. No, or or armor free. Yes, I mean the AT10 bit is just like okay. So you sit there, and the second he fires his Panthers or moves the Panthers or does anything with Panthers, you just go bye bye Panthers. Kaboom! My six point (laughs) units killed a Panther. I've paid. I've paid my points back. Yeah, and then some. Yeah, I I think my computer made lag because I'm now frantically scrolling through the (laughs) book. See if there see if there's a catalogue page for. I don't know if they're bringing these, are they bringing these back out as resin models? Yeah, AC is a direct own. AC and the stack hand, which we'll get onto in a second, are direct only. Are they um, actually bringing them back? Yes, they're direct only for this. Oh, but really? I, I say they're bringing them back. They might bring it back in the same way the DD tank came back. I mean, briefly. <laughs> well, that's fine because it just means I have more justification for spending my hobby budget straight away. That one, tulip rockets. Yeah, I must be. I'm buying some. I'm probably going to be buying this car. I've always been meant to do it into court at some point. So I've cut some well, stackhounds for the HQ, and we just this. split the ship in and get some ducks yeah. as well. And then, well, to be honest, by the time you two have probably ordered stuff, it will probably be free shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a good incentive? Oh snap! Okay, my computer is now dying as yeah. I scroll through this massive book. My, my, so. my favorite kind of shipping free. We trying to look for. Uh, no, the to remind myself the the recce formation that this yep. comes from is it the same as the D Day formation? Essentially, yes. and we we'll get we we'll get get onto it in a second. It's just further into the, it's further. Oh, in. that's right, because it's a card. It's not it's a card. Yeah, I, right. I've yeah, been scrolling yeah, for a long the, time. The ram, the ram, the ram troop took up the took up the pages that should have been given over to having intercourse and actual in book <laughs> formation. Because so. God forbid we actually have an armored car unit in a book. Even the one of those lustrous is intercourse, but hey, do you know what we need? We do need though. What's that? More Canadians, the Twelfth Manitoba Dragoons. Yes. Yeah. So these guys. So this is. Yeah, this is this is linked to them, but the, lots of units use staghounds. But the staghound is awesome. It's a greyhound on steroids. <laughs> um, it's not quite as um, ludicrous as a boarhound. It's sort of an intermediate step between the two of them. Boarhounds bonkers. I mean, yeah. yeah. You're basically ta- you're basically taking a Daimler, um, giving it front armor free, side armor two. And making its two pounder overworked, and also it gets an extra, it gets an extra machine gun because it's got a bow machine gun. Always handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what an armored car needs is a bow machine gun. <laughs> yeah, he's just more Beezer, please. Is that, now, is that the driver shooting that then? Uh, it was a, a co, like a, a co-driver, okay. like, like a Sherman. It has an assistant a, driver. A driver's assistant. Yeah. <laughs> what he used to call him for Debbie gunners. McGee. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, the main character in Fury. Yeah. Yeah. So the actual Manitoba dragoons use just staghounds. Um, that, so that, no, staghounds and dingo with a few dingoes. 
And then other armoured car units used the staghounds for the HQ troop, basically. It had more space, so it gave the commander a bit more elbow room. So generally you'd have like two to four of them in the HQ troop for a squadron. Mm. 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 Yeah. It was a but they basically came up with all the weird ones. Like they took, um, they made the staghound free, which you take a, you take a staghound and you give it a crusader turret. I mean, you, you, take, you take a crusader six pound away and put in 75 millimeter for basically making what amounts to like an AEC at that point. The so British loved an armor card, didn't they? Like the British and Canadian, the, common, the yeah. Commonwealth mm-hmm. troops loved it, loved an armor car. Loved it, mate. Loved it. Loved it. They, they, you know, they, they, recce is a, is a vital function of any army, but obviously, we, whereas the Americans had their cavalry sections with the grey, you know, greyhounds and jeeps, the Brits had dingoes and armored cars. Hmm. It's almost as if they, like, you know, suffered from not having decent recce in France and the fall of France. Yeah. Well, they overcompensated. So those AECs are eight pounds each. So are staghounds. Get on it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that's to be fair, that's price these because all, all, the reason I never did them is because it was a, uh, as a whole unit is because they are the price of a tank. It's like they tech rocks are always the same price of a tank in the old days of resin tanks. Yeah, it's, all, it's, but, it's the, the 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 resin cost standard, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, resin and metal standard. Buffaloes are back as well. They're seventeen fifty for two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, they are big chunks of. <laughs> they're not small, are they? No, they're not. They're absolute they're... units, as the kids, I believe, well, say. So. And in the nicest possible way, that's that's eight fifty a model. So, yeah, fine. Sign oh me up. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, the real kicker, just to, before okay. we go on. Is... On to armoured SES Jeeps. I was going to say, no, Sword of Gamers. Sword of Gamers. <laughs> so, eight... yeah, the SES Jeeps in the book only come as unarmoured, but obviously you used to have to, to put on, like, the little... Um, like uh, little gun cowlings on them, basically. That didn't, recall, didn't like, the US plates. used to be able to do that as well. I don't. Can they still do that? The armored, uh, armored put, I don't think they put them in. I can't remember if it was in Bulge America on the paratroops. Where did they have that as an option? I can't. Remember, I can't remember now. But they, I remember they haven't. Um, no, no, can I now? I have to look up later. It's a cool little thing. It's like but yeah. Up, so you have them. It's like a little box they put around it, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the army SS suits weren't anything as much as that because they. But basically, it was just like. Um, where they had the machine guns, they put like these bulletproof glass like plates in front of them, and they put like an extra plate over the over the radiator to keep mm-hmm. it going. So it wasn't quite it wasn't as armored as yes as their um, airborne jeeps were, but it was mm. you know SS was still want to keep them mobility, you know, kind of thing. So basically, it turns your um, four plus save jeep into a armor zero box, which obviously gives you some extra protection versus um, bullet bullet caliber weapons. Oh, it's, it's much it, better than they were before. It, yeah, it is but important. you can, still can't charge. You still yeah. can't use your SS guys just wade in and jump off their jeeps and punch punch people in the face. <laughs> Probably fair <laughs> enough. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice. It's out. I'm pro- when I do my SS jeeps, I'm probably gonna leave them still unarmored, which is what I'm gonna do probably anyway in the first place. That's really they're priced already, aren't they? No, I, I it's, you're right. It's, it's an, a nice inclusion, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, because I mean, some people have more them. Yeah. But, okay. um, next up. Yep. Is total air supporty? That has really changed. Yep. yep. Lucky. Yeah, we'll skip that. Nail gunfire, 12 points. It's nice if you're playing a scenario, especially if you're doing like the Schultz stuff. And that well, kind that's of thing. that's actually... what I was looking at because they had some monitors that they used yep. as off table, or oh, sorry, off table, but like off coast batteries. Yeah. But I mean, it's just it's the fact you can't re, you have to range in every turn so you get no repeat bombardment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just makes it, it's, yeah, 12 points. We could, 
because it's less effective than a twenty-five pound battery, which is so like fourteen points. Yeah. Well, or, or it does have three p- three peer armed. Yeah. yeah. Just take the peers instead. Yep. It does Honestly. have its own auto firepower. Um, next up, four and a half, uh, four point two inch mortars, which is again nice to have. I I I, I quite like these things. My That's units. The chemical mortars, isn't it? The smoke. Yeah, basically the same as American chemical mortar. That's what yep. they're designed for. In reality, mostly fired HE. <laughs> Occasional smoke. Um, Agra is no longer a title card, which is interesting. It's now just a standard card, so you can use it combined with other titles. But it just lets you basically take your 25 pounds or sextons and make them firepower free on the repeat instead of firepower four. But it's one point per gun, so it's that's quite insane. a yeah, it's quite a big investment for just a small firepower increase. I mean, that's... if it increased your anti tank as well, I might have said yes to it because obviously it's just, it just reflects basically the medium guns being on on cue to join it in the repeat bombardments. It's also that means only that when you're, you're going to be attacker. What, uh, for eighteen points for a battery of twenty five pounders. Yeah, if you take the sextons, it'll make you um, twelve. It'll make you sixteen points. Yeah, Oof. that's a lot for one artillery unit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pre- I think priests are sixteen points, aren't they? So, and they, they start off as firepower four, so it's kind of a, it's a hard sell. <laughs> right, so gun bombs have not changed. They are you can still you can glide pilots and the engineers and frost parachutes can all take them, but they still operate the same way. So using the scar. Use and discard card, um, not like the RPG sixes, which yeah, that's always seems a bit weird to me that they're one use and binum, but yeah, rather than like the limited approach that the RPG six. I mean, yeah. if you get a full on offensive from three, you know, king tigers, so I say, against the main bulk of your platoon, you can sit there and go, you're dead. Because the the difference being, it's not until the end of that assault round; it's till the end of the turn. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so and and it's the end. You can use it all the way through that assault. No, no, that not even just that assault. Oh, that, no, I saw you wait. It's the end of the turn. turn. Yes, yes so, sorry, I didn't realize. Yeah. So, so either, in. yep. So it, if you have like two tank platoons sitting there staring you down, mm-hmm. and they're gonna go one, and then the other one, the old one two, you can really just go. You know what? I don't care. I wonder if that's changed if I just missed it previously. No, I think it is. I think it's always been that way. It's just that we've never really thought it through because we've never been in a position where the Germans mm-hmm. have had more than one tank platoon because they're so yeah. bloody expensive in mid-war. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, so next up is flamethrowers, which basically your parachute will engineers can have a flamethrower. Woo! Again, not sure why they're not like a standard fitting platoon, but it just lets you add two flamethrower teams into that platoon. It's, it's oh, for, for the engineers, isn't it? Engineers yeah. only. Two points just, Yeah, just a, yeah, just engineers. Yeah. Sorry, two, yeah. two points for the two platoon, the two teams. Yeah, so point team, basically. Is that right? You have to take two. Yeah, that's what it says. That's really cheap. They're usually two points each. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a point per platoon. They're only range two, rate of fire two. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're usually two points each, from my experience, for better troops. Yeah. There we go. Bonus, take them. They are pretty good. Okay, uh, next up is the badger, What's which the badger? is basically the badger was basically you take a, you take a ram kangaroo and add a flamethrower to it. It's like badger, a wasp. Badger, badger, badger. So it's like a crocodile. Mushroom. It's like it's badger, like well, basically it's like badger, a wasp, badger, badger, like a wasp on steroids. Badger, 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 badger. Snake. It's a snake. <laughs> so is it a honey badger? badger, badger. 
That's it. It should be a honey badger because it's, like, it's not like a friendly badger. It's a very, very angry badger. It's a yeah. very angry badger. An angry, disenchanted badger. It, it's, it's, it just wants to burn Germans. It's um. That's pretty good. Yeah. Three points per tank, though, for a kangaroo ram transport. And you lose your passenger rule. Okay, so does that mean Correct. you have to take them for the infantry, generally? Well, no, it's, so it says you add a unit of two or four kangaroos oh, sorry, as a support yeah. unit. I mean, for, for plus three per tank. So it's either going to be a six-point or it's going to be a 12-point um, unit. Hmm. But you get a front arm of six, side arm of five, top arm of zero, flamethrower unit. So <laughs> a mini crocodile. <laughs> Mini crocodile is a, a very much a mini crocodile. It's still range six and rate of fire three per tank. It doesn't have a machine gun. That's decent. So it's, all it's got is its flamethrower. It's got no. It's got no um, main gun or anything. Nope, just flamethrower. That's still pretty good. Maybe a church yeah, I mean, unit in one of them. Mm-hmm. It's no worse than the wasp in that regard, is it? So it's got better, much better armor. It's much more. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah, I'd like. I'd... There, there you go. Supplement to the crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> A crocodile and a f- badger flamingo. Yeah, like yep. a terrible version of like um, uh, Toad of Toad Hall. Badger and badger, badger and badger. No, because they haven't got crocodiles. Yeah, but they do, make it, they do love a bit of mash. <laughs> okay, next up behind enemy lines. This is it. This is it, boys. This is my card. What's this that? This is my jam. The SAS behind enemy lines. British Build Force Limited. It's two points for the whole formation. Your SAS sections, of which you can have two lots of three Jeeps, so you can have six teams in two platoons, they cannot be held in reserve, but they are not deployed on table. Instead, each turn in the roll for reserve start, the starting step, roll a die for each SAS section. On a roll of five plus, place the SAS section as if from ambush but in the enemy deployment area. The SAS section cannot move in the turn it is placed. Is that good? That is phenomenal. Why? Because you say, oh, I'm hit on four, scout, gone to ground, nastiness, and I've put my objective anywhere near a corn slash tree slash whatever you want field. And I put three veteran jeeps down with machine guns, which okay, not the end of the world, but it does mean that if they sit there within four inches of an objective, and you turn up with your crocodiles, you only have to drive the assault off once, mm-hmm. or your opponent has to make that mistake once. There is no breathing error if the objective is alive from turn one in that mission, because those SES sections will be sitting there. Now they're either unarmored four up save teams or you pay the points and make them armored either way they they can't assault themselves so it's not quite as great as you want it to be however it gives you that team just sat there quietly sneakily within four inches of the objective whenever you need it because and it it makes a huge difference the huge difference from Mm -hmm. being within four at the beginning of the turn and driving you off versus trying to drive you off and then giving you a turn to react before I win the game. Yeah. It's pretty big. I'd say and you had the option of getting the SES Jeeps 50 cows. So you can have two units of them in the force. Yeah, so. you, you can only have one with a 50 cow per the three Jeeps. Yeah, but that's still a bit extra firepower. It does. And the other way of using these guys is to put the enemy's line and just go, st- go start hurt, hurt, you know, hunting enemy nebs and artillery and stuff. 
I mean, the other thing is you can totally mess up the enemy's um, ambush because what you can yeah. do is go, I don't want your anti-tank guns to ambush in the wood over there. Oh, I've got a five up first. Excellent. I'll just put my SAS jeeps in that wood and now you can't ambush from that wood in your deployment zone like you wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems quite expensive for an already expensive unit that's not very survivable. It's very survivable. You just don't go out in the open and you don't shoot anything. So, uh, all all the things SS are known for. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally get it. It, it you know, the, the whole idea is these guys are supposed to be coming back, returning for enemy lines, yeah, and they end up shooting stuff up on the way. That's not how you're going to use them in the game. In the game, they are going to be just the ultimate area denial slash objective threatening team, in my opinion. <laughs> and it, it's the biggest change in the meta for the Bulge versus D Day. I can see. What is that one card? That one card combined with the fact you can take two platoons of them. Is it just two points for both of them? It's two points for your force. So ultimately, it's a point per SAS platoon to make them ambush in your opponent's deployment area. Mm -hmm. Mm. Which seems quite a bargain. I think I want to try out. I've got the SAS jeep to do it, so... I've got the will, the want, and the capacity to do it. <laughs> it might explain why there's no SA, there's no SAS formation card in this, in this pack. Yeah, or because it's not a formation, really. Well, you used to do SAS formations in, in version yeah, 3. Yeah, but that was one of the outliers. That's one of the ones we sent again. This really shouldn't be a main force for a... That's why I bought so many SAS cheats back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Next, LMG carriers. All right, so you might be saying, well, you've already got LMG carriers in the book. Well, they're here as well. This card, it can be purchased both Vickers units and LMG carrier units for a mm-hmm. point. And it lets you discard a card to change the unit from one thing to the other. I like that. So if you start off as a Vickers, you can ch- you can discard a card and change to a, a, a medium machine gun platoon yep. or vice versa. Uh, or you could buy it from machine, an LMG platoon and change them into Vickers. So if you think you're going to be on the attack, you take some Vickers. Um, so you take some MMG, MMG patrols um, with, this, with this card. You go forward, you shoot your anti-ejective, and they discard the card determined to carry um, into MMG Vickers platoons that can then dig in. Yeah. So you start off mounted, drive forward, yep. go, right, I'm close enough. I'll become unmounted. Mm-hmm. And sit here as my. It's worth know. a point. It is worth a point. I think. I think if you're gonna take it, you, yeah, you take this with them and just stay put to it. I'm not sure you're gonna do it tons of times, but it lets you have the flexibility. The other thing is that if you're defending in a mission, you can start mounted because you have to start as your unit type and then yep. immediately change to a dismounted and just de- then start digging in as well. Yeah. I mean, think, think of the missions like um, what's it called, like counterattack, where as a defender you have to move on to the objective. Yep. I mean, that's, that, you know, that card would really go help at that point. I think it's more going to go the other way. So I see this being you're going to take the HMG, the MMGs as ground based dug in troops, yep. deploy them dug in, gone to ground, you know, hit on fours as a platoon of death, going this whole side of the, t- the table you're not going to touch. And then the opponent will deploy accordingly. He'll say, okay, I'll go the other side of the table. At which point your MMGs have no valid targets. They mount up as mount up as carriers and drive over to where the infantry are actually attacking oh, from. Mobility is always level. useful. Mobility is always useful in, in every. It game. is. It is. But it's the it, it. This gives you the ability to deploy in the open as an MMG team, mm-hmm. but concealed gone to ground. 
so you can sit there and go, I don't have terrain to hide my carriers in, so I'll just deploy them as infantry concealed in the you know, gun teams concealed, gone to ground, dug in, which makes them quite hardy. I wonder why they just appeared in this book. Yeah, good question. I just thought of it. I just thought of it, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, and that's fine. That's that's legit my answer. Because they always used to have this option. It always used to be the team yeah. could mount and dismount. Yeah, this is a transport you could fire from more than anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, at some re- you know, at this point, they've realised they should do the both. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, next is MRC body armour. Um, same Paris. as glide troops, basically. It just lets you use that on your um, engineers and paratroops as well. Because it was issued... The glider pilots are the most known for it, but it was issued to other units as well. It's mm, a point. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's the, 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 the quietest job I ever had. Bod, body armour uh, complaints department. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Um, <laughs> Breaching group is basically the old Avery thing for having Avery's and crocodiles and yep. PD tanks. Um, now it's time to get into the Warriors. Kind of. Um, Luxrell's CS platoon. So this is a chap in length armoured um, in the 15th and 19th um, Hussars. Basically organised all of their... Um, each squadron has two CS tanks. So he basically took all of them into one into one platoon and used it as a six gun battery. Oh, genius! Is is this the most expensive command card? I think it is. I think because I'm my well, Piper was probably the last most expensive, but like a thirty point card. That's got to be a typo. <laughs> no, but it isn't because problem. I think a four, a four centaurs was twenty points. Oh, I see what you mean. It's actually a unit. This uh, right, pays for a whole, this, yeah. this gives you a whole unit of six Cromwell CS tanks. In a kangaroo rifle company. Oh yes. my god! So it's thirty points, but it's a, it's a big thirty points. It's a chunky boy. Jesus. Ninety five millimeter is pretty good in the game because it has that brutal, has yeah. a decent artillery, but it always feels the, the SCS tanks are just so overpointed for what they are, and this just continues that theme. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's that feels just a bit crack, crack crackers. I mean. <laughs> How much is the six foot the six gun section? Yeah, but they got the good front armor. Good, speed. Good. They got the speed. They got the direct fire brutal two and eight. I suppose if you if you're taking a kangaroo ram as well and you want some integral. They've got MG support. they've got MGs as well. They're in form oh no, is it does say support unit. Ah. Oh, they're in formation, that would be make might make it a little bit more worthwhile. <laughs> Well, well, if you could choose to have just four of them for 20 points rather than six oh, or 30. Oh, that would be brutal. Especially but, um, for a rifle company. Yeah, I, I, I quite like the Centaurs, but I always thought the Centaurs were, were very pricey. And yeah, this just continues that. More so. Um, right, Airborne Wrecking Squadron is basically take, yeah, take the Jeeps out of the uh, Frost's um, powers and basically make a whole army of them. So two Jeeps as a HQ, two yep. to four Jeep Wrecking Platoons, and a Mortar Platoon as well. Yeah, now again, this used to be a thing in version three. It used to have the little pole stems with it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But the only list to ever have the pole stem in it seems to have disappeared, even from Matt. So it's a bit annoying, but um, but yeah, it's a it's a interesting little it's a thing. Cheap base list. It's nice that it's in there. Uh, Ricky Squadron, really the same as it was in D Day. Yeah, there's eight of them there. Armored Car Squadron is basically this is the sort of ends of in the court, no, next one's in the court. Just the Manitobas. Yeah, it must be. This is um, so it's Daimler's or Staghounds in HQ. 
Two of five Daimler armoured car troops. Oh, yeah, so this is, sorry, this, the recce squadron is doing basically for infantry divisions. So, so this is guys normally, uh, it should be Humbers and Humber LRCs, um, but they use Daimlers because there's one, uh, Dev, I think, one of the units, Devonshire's, I think, has mm. was Daimlers. So it does that. The armoured car squadron is the one in the armoured divisions, which is the um, mixed Daimlers and Dingoes, but with Staghounds and HQs as an option. Yeah. And then you get the um, Intercourt Devil's Own, who are basically a little bit the same, but they have a much higher emphasis on pure recce um, Daimler units. So rather than having two or five Daimler armoured car troops, you have one to three Daimler armoured car troops and two to six D- Dingo recce patrols. So what about the Dingo, baby? So that's three Dingoes in little one-point units. And then they have the option of a Matador, car, uh, Matador troop as well. Yeah, and also, um, yeah, that, that, the, the devil's own that does sound like an interesting formation. I, I do wonder if we'll see it displace, um, the actual art, uh, sort of the date where, um, Standard. armored car thing because because yeah. the cheaper the dingo units get, bring the price. Well, down. yeah, you're not paying for the, the daimlers, which you don't really need. You had to have one of them, okay, yep. Well, yeah, and then you have two lots of the dingoes. Mm-hmm. You probably won't sell the same number of points, but you get um, you get matadors you as well. You get what you want where you want it, as opposed to a mixture. Yeah, yeah. Although you don't have the mortars. Mm, no, but you got the matadors. You've got the ACs. Yeah, I don't need mortars at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Oof. Oof. It's an interesting one. But I just want to see how it goes. So okay, that's eight, eight, sixteen. It's twenty-four pounds Oof. for a platoon of matadors. Enjoy, Eddie. Just planning, out, Hobbit, planning out the Hobbit budget for next week, whether or not I get goblins or matadors. Who knows? <laughs> okay, next we've got um, Assault Pioneer Platoon. Uh, again, this just lets you upgrade one of your rifle platoons to be pioneers. Great. That was handy. Yep. Um, Airborne Royal Engineers basically take the Royal Engineer troop and make that a basis of a formation with the Glide Pilot troop in there as well. Is this what was missing from previously for the powers, I think, wasn't it? Um, so, it used to, again, in version 3, there used to be a list for airborne rule engineers. Um, yeah. D-Day, it didn't, D-Day, the rule engineers didn't appear at all, which is a bit weird because they should have done. But now they're finally in, now you can take a whole formation. That's what I mean. Does this list now replace, essentially, the previous power lists, do you think? Probably not, because the Frost the frost one has some pretty hefty limitations, because okay. it's you can only have gun. one six-pounder unit, and that can only have two guns in it at most. Yeah. Okay. Which is a, you know, a lack of anti-tank. Um, right, now we start getting all the... Oh, anyway, just get to the units. Um, yes, yeah, so you got <laughs> guards are pretty much the same, Canadians are pretty much the same, um, Polish same. are in, first armor division. Mainly what's different about them is they're fearless, and they can take um, Sherman 76s. Yeah, that's interesting because um, the, they were fearless before in D Day, I think. Yeah. But that but now they upgraded the Shermans to yeah. 76 millimeter ones. Yeah. Front armor seven. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, eight tank 12 and no HE. So it's very much the same as American one. For a pointer tank. Nice. Yeah. Um, infantry, yeah. Six guards is the same. It's a fearless, basically a fearless Churchill unit. And also, they have the option of taking an American Parachute Rifle Company as a formation that doesn't count as an allied formation. So it's they part, work. Yeah, part of the formation for Market Garden stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, this is more Rhine River Crossing. Oh, okay. So yeah. basically, they assisted the 18th Airborne um, Corps in the breakout. Sweet. That's pretty tasty. Yeah. 
See, so it's I mean it's quite positive in both a Churchill squadron and a um elite parry, yeah. Um but if you can do it, why oh, not? It, oh I see it's a company, not a platoon. A company yeah, right. as yeah. a formation in your force. Yeah, but by having it not be allied, it means it counts for keeping your your force in the game. That's pretty good. So you could use a pack as a the Americans give you artillery and stuff like that. It's probably I might play around with it and see a couple of interesting list based ones. Uh, you got yeah, Monty's Ironsiders, which is like kangaroo rifle, confident. Yeah, basically loses battle wary. Yeah, nice. Fifteenth um, is pretty much the same as it was in D Day. They can re- they can rally if there's a Churchill near the unit leader. Sweet. Forty uh, thirds Wessex. They basically can discard the card to all match the pin uh, for a point. Uh, for a point. Yeah. Uh, polar bears are basically a, a battle-worn unit, so they're cheaper. Say a, a point for the whole. Form, you basically say a point for the whole formation, <laughs> and you become last. Down, you lose battle weary, so you rally Oof. better, but you become last down five plus. That's, well, but on infantry, you know, when you're down to your last two stands, you're generally going to run anyway. So yeah, it's a mess. You, your last two stands, what are they actually going to do? Nothing. I much rather rally on the four plus than the yeah. five plus. So it's, it's yeah. And you it's, save it's, you save, save a, point a point for the formation. Yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah. It's coming at you. I mean, that point isn't doing much, but you know, the, I think the the, the better rally is, the, is definitely a thing there. Uh, time tees, um, basically they're properly reluctant, but still can't attack on the four plus, and that's minus one point per platoon. That's not bad. Really well saving it. Yeah, I'd say they've been going for so long; they are just so worn out. Well, they, they, <laughs> they've been going since D Day, haven't they? Or not, not oh, Gazala. They, 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 they were you know, desert veterans. Oh, yeah. I mean, sorry, I meant in, in terms of the Western, uh, Northwestern yeah. campaign. I think they get I think they get taken out of the line after Tunisia. So they get a little bit of a rest before D-Day. And then they see yeah. And then back in again. Yep. Uh, 51st Highland, get bagpipes, which just lets it's you um, re-roll. As, yeah. yeah. You get four plus within a certain range of your commander. It's quite expensive. There's two points. So. Yeah. Yep. Fifty second, your card. Yep, gives you uh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I, I, what do you mean? It makes you mountaineers, which is you know, a very useful thing in the well-known mountainous um, lowland country. Why, 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 why are they called the lowland countries again, Duncan? <laughs> the, 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 the mountain. Yeah. It's a very... Also, I think this is a bit strange because um, they, they, were retra- they were retrained as well after this to be glider um, infantry. Yeah. So I, th- I thought that they would actually take on some of the um, properties, perhaps, of the glider troops. That, see, that would be interesting if they, were, if they could benefit from the airborne assault rule to actually represent and be doing that. Because like you say, they were on standby for Market Garden. If they, they, if they had captured the nearby airfield. airfield, they would be flown in as replacements. Yeah, it's Sorry. it's just that it's one point and it's it's so situational. It's just silly. Uh, so do, do you reckon Phil does listen to this? I mean, size, what does Duncan like? Just and how, how can I how can I make it really annoying for yeah. him? I've angered Phil Yates <laughs> by I don't know existing. Do you feel somewhat victimised? Somewhat. <laughs> It's like you pay one point. Oh, that's pretty cheap. For what? For the ability to scale impossible terrain. All right. And it's not even good. It's just to make a dash move. It's a skill test and a dash move. It's a skill test. It's just like. It's all right. It's all right. You only pay a point for the privilege. 
of, yeah, pay a point for the whole being... formation. So a point for the whole formation. It's so crap. It's unbelievable. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We're missing it. Missing what? Dude, you're totally missing it. Go on. Oh my god, I've just seen it. All right, I've I've, I've seen through space and time. <laughs> Teams from the Kangaroo Rifle Company HQ and yes. rifle platoons are yep. mountaineers. Correct. Yep. Mountaineers rule. Teams that start their movement step adjacent to an impassable cliff or mountainside or other terrain feature roll a skill test. If yes. successful, the team may move along, may move using the terrain dash across the terrain. Correct. This is a kangaroo rifle company. At no point does it say about you being inside your kangaroos. So my wolf, water buffaloes, I, I can actually then scale an, an impossible cliff. Are they, I, I, uh, I would argue it didn't say anything about transport attachments. but um, It just says teams. For the teams, platoons? Are, are but, they, the, but the transport attachments are not the platoon. They are attachments. They are, they, no, but they are teams from the Kangaroo Rifle Company HQ and the Kangaroo Rifle Platoons. But also, why do I care? That's still crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's still rubbish. Like that's such, just such a rubbish. I like... think I think they've written in a gap there because it does just say teams from the Kangaroo Rifle Company HQ. This yeah, really... but what does it give you? That gives you no. So that is so situational. It's untrue. Would you have to take a cross check as you go? Yeah, I've hill? got to take a skill check, <laughs> and then I have to dash. Yeah, not yeah. You can't even like assault afterwards. Anyways, no. Yeah. So you just get to the top of the cliff and then go. Oh, this is nice up here. Oh my god, there's a machine gun, and I've fallen over. <laughs> oh, good. Oh well, that went well. Rubbish. Okay. Um, got, I can't believe I paid a point for that in my list as well. I want to take it out now on principle. And 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 also in 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 prior to in prior to Lee, the kangaroo rifle platoon, you pay for the. Ram kangaroos as part of the platoon. It's not a transport upgrade. Okay, so that probably just help your argument. Um, <laughs> so you can okay. you can drive your ram kangaroos up cliffs. <laughs> Please, lessons from the front. That someone like just that's got to be done. Yeah, that's a loophole. That yeah, is a yeah. massive loophole. Oh, it's not massive loophole, oh, yeah, is massive. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so fifty third Welsh um, are basically fearless trained. But can dig in because obviously all miners, I'm guessing. Well, no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Racial <laughs> profiling there. Dig in a three plus. But also are fearless, but still rally on the five plus. So they can, they're really not going to run away. Okay. <laughs> Rachel, it's one, basically one, a plus one point platoon. One which, point per platoon. That's pretty good to get that all that. Yeah. Fearless. Fearless is good. The fearless is, and you mostly got fearless with British Rose because you've already got the three plus counter attack. Yeah, so but it gives you, it gives you better last stand. It gives you better following me, I guess. It's not a better last um, stand. You're still it? five plus. Oh, you're still oh, five plus to rally. It's a five plus rally. So you're not going to unpin, but you're not going to run yeah. off the objective. No, and you're going to dig assault. in better. So and your assault. Yeah. If well. it, deadly assault. It's a, you're deadly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the, the dig in basically is the extra bit. Uh, mm. If you're playing the Welsh, it's a nice little card. You're not going to lose too much, but it's like your lowland division, but. Um, <sighs> <laughs> All right, we've got uh, basically the infantry version of the Canadians, which, like, say, are still fearless but still last stand in the fire plus. Um, the black berets, even though they wore grey berries, I believe, for the Polish. So I'm not quite sure they're called yeah. black berries. I believe Mitch raises the point to say, why are they called black berries? 
some, um, a different company was called the Blackberries. Yeah, well, that's the tank. The tanks were Blackberries. Yeah, that's a, lot, that's a bit of a weird like mistake on their part, I think. But you get like um, Fearless Free and Counterattack Two Plus, which is for that's, parachute company, pretty damn nice. good. Yeah, that is that is like we're here. Come come get us off this. Good luck. The only issue I have with it is it you have to use a frost parachute company for them. They should really be a D-Day parachute company because they have you know, all yeah. the proper support. And that they had all the gear, yeah. Yeah. It's not like they're stretched over the entire Varnum as like their own frost is. So that's a, my only issue about popular name is that it should really be on a D-Day unit. Um, it is interesting. So right, where's in D-Day you have um, the French Resistance and they've got the Dutch Resistance and they're confident, careful and green. Basically, you filled them like a kangaroo rifle platoon with that transport attachment and it counts as zero points from calculating reserves. They're not bad. But it's yes, not limited. No. It's British force build. Yeah, so you can have quite a few of them if you want to. Well, because right now with the D-Day ones, you've got to take the communists and the normal French yeah. who hate each other. And they, the fight, same list. they fight each other and they get a deployment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're um, pretty good. The Belgian resistance are a bit more passive. They don't actually go in the field, but they do let you remove a minefield or old minefield marker or reposition one of your ranged-in markers anywhere on the table in the game. That should no, be a point. Why is yeah, that? It feels a lot for three points. Why yeah. is that three points, Phil? To remove... That's Schwimmwagen points right there. <laughs> that is Schwimmwagen points. That's Schwimmwagen pointage. Right, finally, on to Warriors. Just to go to bed in a minute. Um, <laughs> Joe Vandalier is back. Um, Yay, so Michael Sherman Kane. Guards or a Kangaroo Rifle Company, because they can be guards too. Mm-hmm. Formation Commander can basically um, spot for Typhoons and can reroll the first ranged in attempt, which, given how Typhoon rockets re really suffer from ranging in, that's really pretty handy. good. Hold on, does for three that mean, points. Does that... And all that, and you can also rally on the, um, or remount on the 3 plus. If you're within six inches, yeah, yeah. How does that Sorry, work? With the ty- how does that work with the typhoon? So he can, they'll be able to see what they can do anyway. See what right. So normally, anyway. so yeah, normally typhoons um, can't. You, know, you have to range them for themselves, which, like you say, is rather largely relevant. But what he, it's that re-roll the first failed range and attempt is, is different. As long as he doesn't move, so so your your warrior formation commander cannot move as long as he can yeah. see the target aiming point of the typhoons. You can re-roll the first failed range in attempt. Yeah. Okay. I just I, I I was wondering why they called out specifically the ranging in. Seems seems a bit odd, but yeah. Hey, you yeah. can't help with the cannons. You, you can't help with guns, but you can help with the. the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I get that. I just I I thought there was something in there for a second whether he could spot for the ranging in and and maybe you know extend their range a bit so they're out of ATA, but that's silly. They can't. Wait, do that, we roll so range in attempt. That's pretty, mm. still pretty handy. Mm, can, yeah. Um, next up is yeah. Next up is John Frost. Um, basically, at the start of the game, you can redeploy one unit in your in your blueprint area, and you can discard the card when a team from this formation is destroyed. If you do so, destroy another team from this formation. Does that be the same unit within six inches? So basically, you can keep your guns alive by sacrificing powers once. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> once. Mm. So, yeah, because you yeah, you discard the card. card. Yeah. Because anyway, you've got like two six pounders the entire force. Oh, yeah, it's kind yeah. of. Oh, no, no, that's really good. But I mean, once. 
It's only three points, I guess. That's pretty cheap for a... But the main thing yeah. is the redeployment of... So you deploy your two AT guns. After the enemy's finished deploying, you may redeploy one unit, which will be your two six-pounders, yeah. from this formation anywhere in deployment area. So you go, right, put my two six-pounders over here, or all your tanks from the other flank, I'll move them. Yep. And then when you charge in, you'll shoot the six-pounders, kill one, I'll discard this card, kill a platoon of inf- kill one stand of infantry. The light mortar, let's face it, it's yeah. the light mortar. The light mortar. <laughs> the light mortar crew drop the light mortar and realise the six pound is slightly more effective. And, well, actually, uh, sorry, it's, it's a parachute platoon. It doesn't have its own, it's a separate light mortar. So, yeah, ah, it will. Yeah. Um, one uh, time the light mortar could have been useful. <laughs> four, four paras run over and remount the, yeah. six, the six pounder to keep it fighting. I mean, it's thematic, it's cool. It's I there. quite like yeah. that. Um, right, David Rogers um, is basically um, one of the Canadian officers. Um, he assaults, you hit on the two plus because okay. why not? You're ir- when conducting a joint, but here's what's cool when conducting a joint assault, i.e., HQ's joining one of the platoons, all those units hit on two plus. Jesus, so an entire Canadian platoon hit on two plus in an assault plus a, HQ. instead of threes, instead of threes, yep. Yeah. And units from this formation whose unit is within six inches in line of sight pass last stand rolls on a three plus. Which, again, by the time okay. you're on last stands, you'll read down to the burger anyway. So A six-point carve, that's pretty savage. Yeah. I'd rather have another platoon of infantry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Six point. Oh, my good God. Yeah. Okay, how about... So, John Greyburn, another second parachute um, battalion guy. Um, you discard this card at the end of your turn. If this unit did not move, shoot or assault. Um, any enemy team within six inches rolls die for each team, and you can resurrect them basically. A roll of five plus place a team within six inches in line of sight of the unit leader. So, Ooh. if you're really getting down to the wire and you're running out of guys, you can discard the card and, hope, and bring, hopefully bring a platoon back up to strength. Yeah, but for four points, just have another platoon. Yeah. Yeah, but they're parries, aren't they? You're not going to get another platoon for four points. That's true. You get a machine gun platoon. I mean, I guess it does say that has been destroyed. It doesn't have to be destroyed that turn. No. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just for each team from the unit that's been destroyed, yeah. So potentially you could bring a platoon back up to strength with some good rolling. That's quite good. Well, Likely you bring a light mortar back and then no one else, but... Well, you know, or, or, or your, I mean... Does, does it say that they still have to be on the table? Could it be an entirely destroyed platoon? Uh, no, I think it says that because it says about being within the unit lead. The with, unit leader has to be yeah. alive. Okay, so but but that could just be the unit leader. Yeah, you could get a whole platoon back on fives. Mm. Okay, next up is Blackie Log, the um, log. Oh yeah, another Canadian. Um, basically, when taking defensive fire, this unit requires six hits, rolling five to force it to fall back. Oh. How yep. it must always re-roll one successful save for a hit from defensive fire. So you've got more chance of losing a stand even if you do get the assault in. And winning the assault combat, roll a die on a score of three plus, ignore one hit on this unit. When hit in assault combat, roll a die. Yep. Nice. So you got yeah, three, for two points. two points. That's pretty good. The six, yeah. the six stands to repulse a, an infantry assault is quite nice. Yeah. Amount of times you just get one, you know, they just do it by one hit. It's a. Uh, Especially if they're pinned, that's going to be quite tricky for a unit to get yeah. that much firepower to, especially hitting on fours. Mm-hmm. Mm, like it, and okay. Then, and then to have a three-up save against the, in the first hit, yeah. Yep. Okay, Edward Charlton, um, a gasp from the guards. It shouldn't be in tanks, but there you go. Um, unit passes, last stand rolls on a two plus. 
And if the unit has any tanks bailed out, one of its bailed out tanks continues to fire its machine guns as if they're not bailed out. Yes. Mm. So in the assault, yes, that classic thing of I'm going to assault assault the the bailed out tank, (laughs) going to keep on firing. That's pretty nice. For two points. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Keep your tulips alive. I was Reg- even that. It's it, it's you you move in, you get hit by Panzerfaust, you get bailed out on the way in. Yeah, you got something. You then break off, you know, or you you know you get assaulted next turn. That guy can still shoot. Exactly. That's what. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, Reg Titch Snowling. <laughs> um, basically, we learnt farmered, so he start off in fireflies, ends up in comets. Discard this card to re-roll up to two misses and up to two failed firepower tests for this unit's 17-pound guns or 77-minute guns and comets. <laughs> two points. Uh, Basically, it's like a super yeah. lucky. It's super lucky, but super specific lucky. Yeah, just take lucky. I mean, I don't know. If, you, if you've got a unit with two fireflies in or a comet unit, it pre- it kind of makes sense. If it's just a unit with one firefly in, it's probably a little well, OTT. You, I mean, the other thing is it's up to two misses, right? Mm-hmm. And two failed firepower checks. Yeah. And, and, not all. So we really need to and land those shots and kill the thing. I, that, yeah. oh, mate, that's brutal. If you've got, if you've got comets, you're taking this. I might try and fit this in my warfare list. If you if, if you've got comics, you're taking this. So you drive up with four tanks. You roll to hit against a you know on threes, you whatever fours, yeah. four fours or fives. You go right, play this card. I re-roll two misses. I've already hit twice. Oh, I've hit three times now. And firepower test to kill your king tiger. Oh, I fa- passed one, failed two. I'll re-roll them. Oh, that's that's two dead king tigers. It's the and. The and is brutal. Reroll up to two misses and two fire pa- up to two firepower mm-hmm. tests. Like I say, if it's just a single firefly, I you, you, yeah, point you probably would But if if you got two fireflies or if you got comets at that point, you probably got enough misses to justify that. That yeah, because it doesn't have to be. The, it's not from one tank. It's from the unit. Yeah, that's super. That is that is. I've got in the flank of your king tiger, and we kill the whole platoon. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I really need these shots to the hand. Yeah, yeah. I got four. I shots. cannot afford to miss. <laughs> yep. But it, well, it's the fact you get the misses, the, the misses to hit, and then the firepower as well. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, but you won't. The problem is they're one after the other as well, aren't you? It doesn't have to be the same gun. Doesn't matter. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that that's actually pretty good for two points, I think. That's it. That is the command cards. There's a lot of them. There's quite a few. There's more than I remembered. Mistakes yeah. were yeah. made. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> probably should, we probably shouldn't have done the missions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry for the really crazy long episode. When would this be our longest episode ever? By that, time my, Aaron. Yeah. Once, once I've stitched it all together, maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right, so um, events... I think we'll talk about our warfare this this next episode. Yeah, twelfth yeah. and thirteenth of November, warfare. Go play. We'll be there. It'll be great. I don't know if there's tickets still with. Probably not. Okay, maybe. Well, I must buy mine. That that was only like last week. So. Yeah, I think there's a couple of spaces left. There you go. Have a look. Do that. Come see the break for assault team. Shoot, yep. and scoot. Someone pretend to roll a dice. Four. Yes, yeah, you succeeded. That I mean, it didn't really matter what we are in the British Army at that point because nothing's worse than trained. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you've passed your skill check, so you can now climb the mountain at dash speed. 
<laughs> in, in, in your kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely pointless pile of. <laughs> the Armoured Mountaineer Trade Wreck of a podcast you've been listening to is Shoot and Scoot, the Flames World podcast from the team of Breakthrough Assault to Code UK. It's brought you by support for Benefit Hobbies, Dice of War, and Sneaky Mountaineering Jeeps. Please, Phil, show Duncan some love. Yeah, I like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I wouldn't mind if I knew. If you would like to contribute to this failed cross-check of a podcast, I've, I've, I'm going to start again. That's like three freaking typos. The thing people pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 because it's no expense spent. That's the thing, isn't no it? Expense, <laughs> no expense expensed. The, the, the list trust method of, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the quasi-quoting um, Well, you bastard, I was drinking then. Oh, <laughs> I got rum up my nose. Kamikwazi'd it. You kamikwazi'd it. <laughs> Someone oh pointed out that she's only been in power seven days if you take out of yeah. the, uh, the official morning and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's game over.